0: Everybody and welcome to episode 551 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Reparas, coming to you from the Gallatin Carhart Memorial Studio of the Woo! Airwaves. He's the one who suggested we start naming after patrons in the first place, and now he is the patron. And if you want to be like him, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level to potentially have the studio named after you. Who's joining me? Love to eat Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you're a day late now. <laughs> it's left- oh, oh shit! Fuck! Who else?
1: I'm silly leftovers. I know you didn't grab the sound I asked you to, so I'm just going to say pretend I am a horde of, of demon women going, Go, Matthew, go! Matthew Allen. From,
0: That's oh, from the new
2: Scott Pilgrim TV show. You're
0: right, right.
1: I've totally forgot.
0: And special guest, our first special guest in weeks,
2: swimming in a buffet of video games. It's Anthony Abbott.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Once it's it's been so long. Where can people find you?
2: You can find me on well, what I'm still referring to as Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> and on what everyone
0: uh, should still refer to as Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't get Twitter to change and on name.
2: Threads. Yeah, Twitter and Threads at Bruce Wayne Brady. Still, um,
3: still gets me, still good. <laughs> <laughs> still.
2: And sporadically on Twitch, where I've been playing Spider Man Two, Thirsty mm. Suitors, just a little bit of everything as I'm trying to catch up with all the amazing games that have been out this year.
3: It's ridiculous. I never thought there'd be a time where like there's a there's a A Mario RPG remake that was never ever supposed to happen, and I'm too busy to get to something old.
2: It's the biggest miracle, like considering that's a Square game. Oh. I'm already planning to just play some of these next year. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I, 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 they're not involved in any way in this one, though, right?
1: I'm sure someone had to sign some rights away at some point, or yeah. some some back behind the scenes paper had to get signed. But yeah, they're, they're not involved in terms of like publishing this at all.
3: Yeah, I wonder if music. I, how that all shakes. I, I, I out. Did, I should look into this. I, I did talk. see
1: someone say that like yeah, you kind of have to go
0: into the credits to find out who actually worked on it.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, I hope that that's one of those things that might not stand the test of time, sadly, like uh, original credits.
2: I have heard that the composer, uh, Chiwamura, who did like Kingdom Hearts and other right. game soundtracks, they have uh, an option where you can have the original soundtrack on it. There's also like recomposition songs for like the remake that are on there, so
3: that's where it gets the most weird with music rights you can yeah. ai will always be able to rejigger graphics and spit out new code but you can't as easily or legally make a new song or like make a new old song like
2: that yeah no, i think i think they they put in like new compositions for it so
3: oh shit well, I'll I'll get to it when it's on sale, which it will never be.
2: Well, it'll be it'll be
1: forty. Which <laughs> that, that, if you hang around right. for the second segment, you might hear about a oh. bunch of things that are on sale, including what? Nintendo games.
0: Oh well. In the meantime, uh, we do have a top five that is oh. tangentially Thanksgiving related. <laughs> uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. When right. you hear this. So you're probably in the throes of Black Friday, whatever. Uh, but I realize there is there is one strange trope that we have never touched upon, and that is the chef protagonist. And I'm not talking about just cooking games. I'm talking about action chefs, I'm talking warrior about chefs, chef. yeah, warrior chefs who go out there and kick the ass of sometimes anthropomorphic food. And then maybe sometimes make something, but not necessarily. It really just warriors in chef's hats. Uh, you
1: know, I get part. the sense that the uh, the sushi sh- chef from Dave the Diver is a warrior chef. The, yes. the, like That is a spin-off waiting to happen. Because every time he learns a new recipe, dude like sharpens his knives, has a yeah. really yeah. fucking cool he's, montage. He's
0: an adherent of sushi dough. He's a sashimi rye.
2: Would you call this episode "I'm Just a Chef"?
0: Uh, Maybe. I I was just planning to call it "Yes, Chef," but uh, I'm just like an
2: under siege the whole time. Uh, Oh, Oh. just a chef.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll get to we'll get to something a lot like that in a minute. Uh, In the meantime, let's begin with number five. i feel like we should just start with this one because Please. it's the one everyone's expecting who knows anything about video I games
3: i don't know people are that old on who listen to the show <laughs> would ever expect this game <laughs> <laughs> the last time we talked about it, it it at least had flintstones in it
1: chris don't you have <laughs> the arcade true. marquee for this game and or you did at one point or is that a different no i mean
3: game? i mean maybe thinking of adam adam was uh, from uh Paduken and uh just a podcast uh, yeah he he was just driving down some like backwoods road and saw a for sale burger time like outside on someone's porch like for sale and like for how much like do you have 700 more of these i will take all of them for that price <laughs> and it like i had to do a little bit but it's the cheapest i ever got anything and he kept showing people this it can happen to you if you're willing to drive between towns you can find a old arcade classic for like a hundred bucks. Adam also can solder mm. <laughs> and has replacement chipsets. Uh, it's a little easier for him, but like it was, it's, it, so he talked about it for months. I think he got an old burger time arcade one up. Also, makes one it's one of the cooler shaped arcade one-ups because it's shaped like the chef in burger time if you remember
0: so burger time classic game about a chef who has to walk back and forth between (laughs) gigantic hamburger (laughs) ingredients to drop them onto each other while at the same time dodging killing
3: other hamburger
0: well dodging angry food like eggs hot dogs uh things that more or less have no business being on or near a hamburger
3: are you insane? I've had all of those on a hamburger okay, eggs, on purpose.
0: Okay, eggs, yes. Uh, hot dogs is a little weird. But I'll, I'll let this ad sum it up.
2: Introducing Burger Time, the home video game where you're a chef being chased by food that constantly disagrees with you, like hot dogs that have a taste for revenge. Burger Time! Eggs that don't turn over easy, <laughs> and pickles that are very, very sour. Time. Now, for television, coming this fall for Atari Twenty Six Hundred from Mattel Electronics. Don't be surprised if you were on the menu.
0: Back when video games got their own theme songs, only for commercials. Yeah. Uh, so, Mario, where are you? Yeah. So, yeah, you're playing as Chef Peter Pepper. And yeah, you just you make. Is he married to Iron Man? Yes.
3: Okay, Uh, I thought so. Pepper pots. I get it. Yes, Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, Burger Time strangely has stood the test of time pretty capably. Uh, There is, I think, Burger Time Party. I want to say on Switch. Not too long ago,
3: it has never gone away. I I love making the joke that there is a licensed Flintstones Burger Time for Game Boy with cutscenes, there is <laughs> it's amazing uh game boy also got kind of its own what i would call its
0: answer to donkey kong 94 which is you know just a very expanded uh remake slash sequel called burger time deluxe except that it predated donkey kong 94 by uh, like three years it needed it more ah! also, a little bit more license with the music here
3: it sound like a slow, unfun game.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's burger time, so yeah.
3: Kinda. <laughs> I've n- I, I don't mean to shit on this game, but because I love the way it looks, I love the arcade art. I've never liked this game, but I, I've always been aware of it since like an awareness of arcades.
0: It's it's still kind of fun, especially if like me, like so I I'd, I'd never played it when it was mm-hmm. current. I always would see ads for it. I'd be curious about it. I don't think I played it until I was an adult, like on an emulator. And then, uh, like, I sucked at it. And it's just like, man, this game is hard. I keep dying so quickly. And then, like, after coming back to it a few times over years, I suddenly realized, like, oh, I have pepper and I can use it to stun enemies. That
3: makes Mm. a world of difference. That makes this game so much easier. How did I not know that? Did my my arcade lack the pepper button? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was that's that was a, super burger time, hyper edition. That,
1: that's such a trope from T V and movies that like we're just so used to it. Like ah of course like pepper's depilitating makes people like sneeze. At you. Mm-hmm. Until it actually happens to you and then yeah. you're like, Oh my god, pepper really like I I never had that happen until like one time just cooking, put a little too much pepper in some cachia e pepe delicious by the way uh and yeah it i had a huge sneezing fit i was like oh this isn't just like a tv thing
3: that never happened to me because cartoons it would always come out of a shaker right but it's actually kind of difficult now to buy pepper that doesn't come with like a shitty grinder on the top
1: they all have grinders once that that that, started happening like yeah man this is
3: i'm sneezy i get i get very sneezy
1: i'm happy which door
3: for you michael and anthony
1: Sorry, he no. said he's sneezy. I said I'm happy. I asked you which dwarf you were. Never <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
3: Which which is the one that can't dopey, live on his clearly. own? Dopey, yeah, dopey.
1: Yeah.
2: I-, I can only think of Doc at the moment for some reason. Hey, he's the leader. He's
3: like yeah. the head. He's dwarf. the cult leader. He slept with all the dwarves. That's true.
2: That's- <laughs>
3: I didn't say a duck. I can only I think, no think of duck. You <laughs> must partake
0: of my flesh to live with us.
3: Whoa, you I must think. partake of my flesh if you want to be closer to God. <laughs> I didn't I'm a vessel time. that speaks through him. Hi-ho! <laughs>
1: <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. Burger
3: time.
1: Uh, did get so a why <laughs> Jimmy Cricket helps us and guides our conscience so we can avoid things like
0: this. Got a couple sequels. Possibly the most irritating one I found is Super Burger Time. Whoa and in this one you don't walk across the ingredients to drop them you have to jump up and down on them and it looks it looks like snow bros or you know one of those like post bubble bobble not quite 16-bit arcade puzzle action games
3: i hate it all so much but nowhere near as much of who makes the game is it data east data Data east East. they had the gall like Guys, let's quit fucking around. Peter Pepper is clearly one of the hottest characters in video games. Mm-hmm. Let's make a game not called Burger Time, but Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory. Like, <laughs> you, the, the fucking... The cojones to think Peter Pepper was... I didn't learn his name until this show. Right, same. And, <laughs> He's just the Burger Time chef.
0: They didn't even so say they, it on that commercial. Ice,
3: yeah, Ice Cream Factory is a Burger Time sequel, but just... From 84, where they didn't care much about money or brand recognition. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And I matter. hate them all. I don't, there is not a, is there a good Burger
0: Time? Did you find one? I mean, the Game Boy one is is pretty okay. The arcade mm. one is
1: still relatively cool,
0: good.
1: Um, <laughs> but- we have to remember, like, these aren't meant to be... Long, engaging, good games. These are meant True. to be things that vacuum quarters yeah. out of your pocket. Also, right? yeah.
0: found out that the the in Japan the original game was just called Hamburger, and it was <laughs> it was released internationally as Burger Time. And Nintendo was probably
3: going to like try and sneak Wimpy Sprites in there, uh-huh. make it part of the Popeye yeah, line. Yeah.
0: And I, I did see something like, "Oh, it was in Japan. It was changed to Burger Time for uh, copyright reasons." Like, was somebody trying to enforce copyright on hamburger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <Is that> it <laughs> Maybe Maybe was only. like a TV show, a Japanese TV show yeah. called like Burger Time. Oh, right. Or was it <laughs> that, that comedian
3: that said hamburger? Yeah, hamburger. That's Hamburg- mine in Japan.
0: Hamburger the motion picture came after them for oh. royalties, and then Neil Hamburger got involved in the fight. <laughs> yeah. And- Oh, yeah, uh, this pepper over here. I can't do a good meal hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to him. Pro- probably when copyright, it's like, well, it's impossible to enforce copyright on a hamburger, but Burger Time is at least a recognizable trademark. It's a better but, name, too. It is. It is. Hamburger. Burger Time. It's also a good name Super for Burger a restaurant.
2: Super Super Burger Time is one of the most colorful games I've ever seen. Just looking yeah. at gameplay of this, it's like. Hey, we, uh, we can do more, at least graphic-wise, here. And they threw all the colors in this oh, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has a this very... is also
1: my chance just to rant. Like, okay, look. I get it if you're kosher and you can't do cheese on a burger. But people who just eat hamburgers, I got to ask you what's going on. What's wrong with that? Like, I've never to myself said, yeah, you know what I wouldn't want on this burger? Cheese. That would be mm-hmm. disgusting. Like, no. I,
3: I don't think I've... I'm not even sure I could do that. I, I, I don't know what a burger is like without cheese. I,
0: I yeah, wonder exactly. If you put enough yeah. lettuce between the patty and the cheese, would it still be considered kosher? I probably shouldn't even ask that. Just uh, not if yelling. it's in the same
1: bite, right? It can't be in your mouth yeah. at the same yeah, time. That's but, true. Yeah. Uh, do
3: we know? We know this. Okay. Okay, good. But hmm. burgers...
1: <laughs> <laughs> burger time.
3: <laughs> burger time... Uh, You're asking
1: me to vamp for more than a minute about Burger Time. That's true. Bring up random shit. Yeah, even the developers didn't
3: work for this long on Burger Time. I'm
0: ready to move on wherever you guys are. Well, I just I
3: I I think it's funny. It's one of those franchises that never really went away. The original game has always Mm -hmm. been playable on most every system. Yep. And it's like remember when like the PS1 or PS1 had like like Frogger came back for some reason and became Mm -hmm. like a greatest hits. Yeah. Every arcade game has tried that trajectory, and the. Go through the strata of Burger Time revamps. They're each one worse than the last, but you can clearly tell what decade it's from because yep. it's it's never gone more than like seven nine years without coming out with another version.
1: Well, and I definitely feel like if you are assembling like an arcade of the greatest hits of mm-hmm. the early '80s or whatever, like you're going to have a Burger Time. Oh, machine yep, in course, there. Yeah. Like it's very iconic. And
0: if if you're subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online, you have access to at least one version of Burger Time. The, the oh. Game Boy one, but possibly there's an NES one in there also. I'm I'm not about to check.
1: <laughs> they keep oh. adding crazy shit yeah, to that do. surface. <laughs> it's like the best, one of the best deals in gaming, but we never talk about it because, like, I kind of just said begrudgingly, like, yeah, it's they just do it in such a weird way. It's like, okay, you keep like launching these piecemeal whenever you decide to. We get weird imports from Japan that we always wanted, but no mm. one talks about it. There's like zero fanfare when that shit appears. Yeah, you find out There's when more you. More fanfare on your Switch. It's like, oh, you got an update to uh, the Super Nintendo app. You're like, ooh, that means new games. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I was gonna say, you find out when you're waiting for something else to
0: download, and you're like, well, what else can I play in like five <laughs> minutes? Like, okay, here we go.
3: Ah, City Connection for $29. <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> John- yeah, the Switch doesn't again.
1: do that thing my fucking Xbox does now, which I hate, which is like, oh, you're playing a game right now, so we're going to throttle your yeah. internet download mm. speed to like pretty 4 incredible. megabits per second.
3: And and the fact that that can happen with burger Time should be more infuriating.
1: Oh. <laughs> Let's the move. game's like 64 kilobytes.
3: Yes, yeah, so like, a game you could play in the first least. Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, let's move on to uh, the, the real reason people came here.
4: Number four.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> I don't watch this type of porn. So this is a little game that came out for 3DO and later for PlayStation where you play as a chef who is the sole survivor on a ship full of space mercenaries. Uh, they all get wiped out by alien hordes, and only the chef who was in cryosleep is still alive to take on the hordes. And luckily, he's a grizzled veteran. There is literally a level of difficulty in this game. Oh, under which is, Siege.
3: Now I get yeah. it. <laughs> well, this
0: this game is called PO'd. Just <laughs> P.O.ed.
3: Pissed off. Is this, is this the I Feel So Alive guys? They do that song, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sure, <laughs> that's P O D. My bad, my bad.
1: <laughs> I
2: understood that reference.
0: I sort it of got that. Boom. That must be where you were going with it. But uh, yeah, so, so P O D is actually kind of a creative game. I, I was saying, like, I think the normal difficulty level is is just like I'm over thirty. I have arthritis in my fingers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can play a shooter game. So it's weird to see a game like this now but it was a Doom knockoff essentially it's it's, it's from the mm-hmm. pre polygon era of first person shooters a Boomer shooter uh, it's very much well can you call it a boomer shooter if it was made by actual boomers in the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, do children? we not
1: retroactively call games like Doom, Boomer? Shooters?
3: I, 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 for some reason, I attribute it to qu- Quake and above. For some yeah, reason, I don't know why. I think of boomer shooters
0: right. as like the deliberate throwbacks. Like mm. no, it, uh, okay. that, that it, it's it's not a boomer shooter if it was actually made in the nineties, <laughs> um, but uh, and called PO'd, yeah, PO'd. So this was inspired by, I was reading about it, inspired by Doom and Marathon and Dark Forces, and they said, like, well, we want to make a game like that, but we don't want to confine people to corridors because that's boring. So their whole thing was, like, we want to make these big, wide-open levels where you can find a jetpack eventually, and you can just sort of float around like that and so you know it's it's like a big open cube with like a bunch of architecture and i would imagine that a lot of early 2d first person shooters didn't do that because that's probably a huge drain on memory to have to render all that shit but they they pulled it off okay the 3do version i think got a lot of criticism in part because the textures were either like way too detailed like too too much intricacy but but also really low resolution So as like with the level geometry, you could barely tell what things were or where you were. PlayStation improved that a little bit. But the game is basically you're fighting against aliens who look like an ass that's walking backwards at you.
3: Assie McGee on Adult slim. Yeah. yeah, basically, it's <laughs> Assie McGee.
0: They
2: unleash fart clouds at you.
3: Looks like a 3D version of that stupid enemy from the first Ninja Turtles game that was just legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually.
2: <laughs> you know you know when you watch a movie and there's a, a clearly fake video game made for the That's movie for like, what this, this looks like mm-hmm. it was like cut exactly out of the movie Toys. Like.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it looks that yeah. good and bad at the same time. Like yeah. a lot of effort went into making a lot of effort went into making this look like a real video game, but your brain yeah. won't believe it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch a playthrough and you'll be like, "Oh, this is clearly a clip from
3: uh, a movie." You yes, wanted this, it. this is from some pre- cheeky BBC comedy show that used way too much blackface in the early two thousands. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs>
0: but yes, yeah, so you you are a chef in this, of course. So you have uh, some unorthodox weapons for a first person shooter. Your very first starting weapon is guess. Guess what it
2: is? A pan. A frying pan. And kiss you Kiss the pan. <laughs> I was gonna get a spatula. I wanted to be a spatula. But then that's you wouldn't
3: get that satisfying dong.
0: That would be creative. Yes, you get a satisfying dong from the frying pan.
1: <laughs> uh the next Someone isolate those quotes, <laughs> yeah. please. That's a throwback man. Yeah, that is. It's that's, an that's a callback throwback. to our
0: old show. You then get like meat cleavers that you have an unlimited supply of and can throw. And one thing I really like about this era of video of, of first person shooters is that uh technically there's no up or down, so uh, it will auto-aim for you if something is like far down below in a pit
3: somewhere. Just what you want in a shoot first person shooter. <laughs> what am I what am I ta- Oh I mean, it's aiming for me.
0: Yeah, if if I have to if it has to look this ugly and in- incomprehensible it damn well mm. better at least aim for me. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can see it. Um I can see it. Mm-hmm. But then you you gradually work your way up to, of course, bigger and better weapons. There's uh, machine guns and uh, shotgun cannons and guided rockets, which is kind of neat. <gasps> so the uh yeah the the harp sound is like oh here's an item I can pick up and. I, I was not expecting to see, again, a rarity for, for this era of first-person shooters, a guided rocket where, like, the, the camera attaches to the rocket and then you fly it around. Ooh, some Metal Gear Stinger action. Exactly,
3: Happening yeah. this early. And uh, even looking at the gameplay, the way you go around corners is a little more modern than in something like Doom. You mm-hmm. kind of lean into corners a little bit towards Yeah, the end. well...
0: It's, it's very floaty, because you are supposed to ideally have a jetpack mm. at all times. So you will kind of just hover along the ground once you get it, and then, yeah, you can just sort of jam on it at any time. It'll jet you straight up, and then it'll drop once you release the button, so you kind of have to fan <laughs> the button. And, uh, <laughs> it's
2: P.O. P.O. My, my, my favorite part of looking at the gameplay is I can't tell if these are supposed to be demons or Heihachi from Tekken with uh, rockets on his arms that you're fighting.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think that one specifically is, like, it, if you take a close look, you realize it's a woman in a bikini with, like, cannons on wow. her arms and, like, a weird Valkyrie helmet. But
3: can be confused with Heihachi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was falling into a volcano at the time. It's like, very like, low-res. It's uncanny. <laughs>
1: She had a condition on the top of her head. It's fine. You're, you know, she just has that weird ring of hair. <laughs>
3: She's wearing Jughead's hat backwards. I don't know how you do that. Damn it. Um,
2: I don't.
3: <laughs> All right. P.O.ed.
0: It's a game that exists. So is our... Number three. It's
2: a ringing endorsement. <laughs>
1: Uh, it sounds like a water level.
0: I mean, well, it does, doesn't it? Uh, this is a late stage NES game. Came out in 1992 yeah. when we all had the Super Nintendo and didn't care anymore. Made by Taito. Any guesses? Oh yeah, we talked about it. Earlier.
3: Panic at the restaurant. At the disco. <laughs> panic, no. at
0: the rest- yeah, <laughs> panic, panic at restaurant the restaurant. Panic restaurant for NES. Uh, actually, a really fun, well-made little game. As a lot of late lifespan nes games were like i would i would put this up there with like metal storm and battle toads for games mm. that i look at it's like i did not remember nes games animating this well or this smoothly um, every
3: everything in this period became cult because of how good it could be at making an nes game because what is it like one year into the super nintendo
0: yeah, something like that. Yeah, Super Nintendo was like 91, 92. Or yeah, okay. like
3: technically yeah. emulation was closer than the NES's A-Day. So like people were <laughs> really cracking the system open. You get a ton of cool games in that era that just get lost. Darkwing Duck comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Lil' Samson. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it is how people my age might be able to carbon date it just by looking at it. The cover... Is very much of like the play it loud, garish. Who would want to look at this <laughs> Super Nintendo yeah. era? It's so mercilessly ugly <laughs> and, and unappealing. <laughs> Screaming
0: uh, old man chef.
3: Yeah, with an with <laughs> with an NES red bar too. Right, so just yeah, to, to yeah. let you know, panic restaurant. Right, yeah, just
0: in case you thought this was for a better system, uh, but wildly playable. Yeah, very playable. Mm. It's still super fun. You're you're a chef named Cookie who hits things with a frying pan. You can get bigger, like, spoons and, like, a pogo stick fork. I guess it's more of a spork to bounce around on. It is a fairly, I was about to say challenging, it's not really a challenging game. It's pretty easy to just run through and bash shit. I guess there are some tricky bits where enemies will, like, ambush you as you're coming up a ladder. Just memorize where they're coming from. It's got cool little bonus round things that you can you can get sidetracked by, like, oh, grab all these um, eggs with a frying pan, or use a grabby hand to grab fish as they're jumping out of a river or whatever. The strange thing about this game is of course you're a chef, you run a restaurant called Eaton, which I'm, I'm thinking is what? maybe a pun on Eden, but uh, you should call
1: uh, it East of Eaton. Mm-hmm, that, would that would be
0: that would be clever. But it gets taken over by an That's evil what- rival chef named O'Dove. Like O-H-D-O-V-E. And I was like, what the fuck kind of name is that? And I found out, reading Wikipedia, that, of course, the uh, in the Japanese version, the evil chef was called Hors And somehow, oh. that got mistransliterated to O-Dove. <laughs> Somebody who'd never wow. been to a party with appetizers, I guess. It's
3: my only favorite thing about that Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> Ford Fairlane movie, he walks in, someone has a tray of shit, he's like, "Oh." Horse divorce and just—I <laughs> still say horse divorce. It's too good.
1: I—I I had to look up how to spell it the other day. I was typing you guys. I'm like, how the fuck do you spell that term again? It's—it's it's not easy.
3: And I couldn't find that clip on the internet to send back to you, so it's been fucking excruciating. I can't go hear it because no one liked that movie enough. No, to no, capture uh,
1: yeah, the magic. you can't—you can't let a good dice man joke go. Uh, oh, um, what was the <laughs> thing from Crossballs?
0: Like, I don't call them hors d'oeuvres. I call them
1: whore dwarves. Whore, <laughs> whore, <Hors>. dwarves.
2: <laughs> Four dwarves. That sounds like my father's Gate hmm. character. Four dwarves. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Peter Jackson will make that movie eventually. <laughs> Four dwarves. He
3: did make a movie with a, a cook named, a cookie in King Ooh. Kong. Oh, him. that's
0: right. That's true. Yeah. Was that an Andy Serkis' character?
3: Yes, sorry. Yes, yeah. I said Gollum at the same time. Ah, hear okay.
0: yeah. Yes. Uh, so Panic! It's, it's pretty great. I don't have much to say about it other than the, like, yes, this is one of the... Best games, unequivocally, to
2: have a chef protagonist. It kind of looks like a like a reskin uh, Wario Man game.
3: Well, it looks like I think another game we're going to talk about.
2: Yeah,
0: it's got it's got similar vibes, but yeah, like the all the the enemies are food. That apparently after O Dove took over your restaurant, all the food rebelled.
4: Oh, and dove.
0: you know was worried about the new management, so it, it all went crazy all of the bosses are like giant pieces of food, like a giant hamburger that throws its buns around or like a stovetop popcorn popper that you hit and it explodes and sends popcorn all over the place that you have to dodge Um, yeah, it's it's neat, it's got a cool aesthetic, it's got a cool look, I recommend checking this out if you can, but let's move on to something a little meatier
4: number two people of Victusia,
0: I struggle with the choice for today's theme ingredient for weeks before it came to me during meditation. One of King Heinrich's favorite monsters to hunt and eat, charging across the plains and forests in dangerous herds. Bow Run! <laughs> I love, <laughs> love the off-brand Iron Chef that this game is clearly
3: going for. Yeah, yeah, I, I picked this up pretty instantly a couple years ago just because uh, Adult Swim Games was kind of on a roll, and this is, is this Battle Chef Brigade? This is Battle Chef Brigade. Battle Chef Brigade, I have mm-hmm. never been able to scratch the itch of the original Puzzle Quest. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the closest it's been even up to and including other puzzle quest games, which are just the same, but a kind of interesting way to make a fun RPG out of simple puzzles and then turn it into this grand iron chef tournament.
0: Yeah. I bought it years ago and I never touched it until doing the research for this. And I kind of regret that because it is surprising. It is really good. Like the, the setup, like, like you said, it's an RPG, but like, These cooking battles have multiple phases, one where you have to, like, go out into a side-scrolling platform level and actually hunt. Like, you have to kill monsters. Those monsters then will drop meat and other stuff, ingredients. There's also carnivorous plants that you can kill for, you know, more veggie-infused dishes. You take that back into your kitchen, and then you can drop the ingredients into a pot and uh, they, they take the form of flavor crystals, which, and it becomes like a ah. match three game where you, you rotate uh, groups of four to to line up three at a time and then make bigger crystals. And the more flavor crystals you can pack in, the better the score. The better the your
3: stride five gum becomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, And so you can get, you know,
0: a bunch of different pots that like this pot will let you combine two of like a blue crystal instead of having to get three and or or you can, uh, you know, buy different ingredients that you can just throw in to flavor the mix. And the whole time you're advancing a story about this young woman who works with her family restaurant, but she dreams of running off and joining the Battle Chef Brigade, which go out and find and cook food for people. Seems like a really inefficient system.
3: But Yeah. yeah. And it, it was my only real problem with the game after a while is just that like there's so many cutscenes in it it takes you kind of way too Hold on. These have lost their charm after a dozen or so hours. <laughs> when can I play the game again? And but it is kinda half of what the game is. It's these funny, mm-hmm. silly dialogue sequences. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think the the centerpiece is of course the Iron Chef knockoff. That they've they've got a guy named Chairman Common, who like just gives all these grandiose speeches, like the one you heard about. Father
3: of Chairman Steve.
0: Yeah, about the yes, that's that's who he's <laughs> knocking off, not not Chairman Kaga. Um, Chairman you know, gives Steve. Grandiose speeches about the various ingredients, and also uh, does the same when he's introducing the various chefs. Lieutenant Spoon, Lieutenant Ford. If you would please return to your stations (laughs) until it's time for your matches. A former soldier turned brigadier. Lieutenant Knife is equally adept at satisfying discerning palates and disarming enemies. They call her the Judge's Downfall. On behalf of the Brigade Committee and all of Victusia, vive la Brigade! Yes, and of course, you need to satisfy the palates of various celebrity judges who are there, who are either, you know, people just from the game world that you can do jobs for, or, you know, like, oh, they're bringing in this random character that they've never mentioned before. And, uh, oh, this this one really likes dishes with a lot of water in them, so be sure you work in that ingredient.
3: (laughs) Did you see that Not Mr. Show sketch that was... Uh that, that Bob and David, it was a cooking show and like you'll have to cook with these special ingredients. First, a cup of water. <laughs> Next ingredient, shark. shark. Third ingredient, another cup of water. <laughs> 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 and that was all they got. <laughs> uh, a cup of water. Yeah. Uh.
0: But it, it helps with the like every every piece of this. Works pretty well on its own. Like the the action is a lot of fun. The puzzle stuff is a lot of fun. And and like you said, yeah, the 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 chatty bits do sort of wear wear out their welcome, but they give a good mm-hmm. framework to the you know the, it, the it game is Part players. of
3: its charm. It's like, but the only reason I didn't like devour and finish this game immediately because it at, for the first couple hours was so fucking charming. I'm like, I thought this might be a game of the year, hmm. but then you know the, the puzzles aren't. Uh, that deep and the the the, the, the cutscenes become not as cute, but it's like six bucks now, which you know it's way less oh, than yeah. I initially paid for it.
0: Absolutely, buy it yeah. if you can. Yeah, if it's, it's that little.
1: This is one of the it's many beautifully... games I got for free during mm-hmm. the pandemic from one mm-hmm. of the services. It might, might have been Epic, but it's like yeah, I just got to go take time to go play it. Mm-hmm. Like... It's been out there. Might, I might have gotten it free from Amazon. You know how they have like all those Amazon Prime yeah. games. Oh that... right, yeah,
3: totally possible. And a great, a great Switch game, but going on, on the go game and everything.
2: Oh sure, yeah. it's beautifully animated too. The artwork mm-hmm. in this game oh, is yeah. like just gorgeous. It's all hand
0: drawn. Looks super nice. Uh, yeah, the, the battles again are really fluidly animated. It's a lot of fun. It's like right up there with VanillaWare in terms of like really yeah. nice high res two D. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what's really up there in terms of nice high res 2D? Gimme. give
1: song is like almost an italian stereotype right like it's 100 percent
0: an italian stereotype you know what else is italian stereotype the name of the character main character in this game is pepino spaghetti
3: (laughs) (laughs) he runs a pizza shop
0: (laughs) i think i fought him in punch out (laughs) i think that might be
1: an italian name for a dick a pepino let's be honest let's come on i'm looking Oh
3: my god, I just got, I looked at my Italian dick and it all became clear
1: <laughs> So
3: Pepino Spaghetti
0: is a, is a Chef who looks like if Courage the Cowardly Dog Was a human pizza chef uh, And he is threatened by Mr. Pizza Face An anthropomorphic talking pizza that threatens To destroy his pizza shop with a nuclear laser From the top of his pizza tower And now you know. See, you tricked us
1: because that is like the most mellow, relaxed clip you'll ever hear from that game, because once you start playing Pizza Tower, it is nonstop mayhem. It's like... Most of the time, it sounds more like this. Just crazy cacophony, lots of shit going on. It's it's one of the fastest moving platformers I've ever played. Like it, yeah, to the point where I'm the, at times I'm like, I can't. Am I too old to keep up with this game? Like it it, it is kind of a demanding platformer in a lot of ways. It's wild because it's, it, it it's requires like a, it, you to use the boost.
3: And it's like uh you know it, it used some of the Sonic skills, but it's mostly uh Wario Land.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, Wario- it's heavily heavily inspired by Wario Land Four. Especially. But like,
3: you'd never seen one of those games with like 4K visuals and 60 frames a second or 100 frames a second. So like, I, still, this is a really early success story in the year. Like a but very, it also very sort of well like looks
1: game. like oh know, oh, movies. it's like it almost looks it, like it, it looks it looks like an, an
3: MTV interstitial yeah. Of, yeah. from the ni- like from <laughs> yeah. the 90s, fucked up cartoons and puppets and shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it looks like looks a liquid like it was,
3: television game. Like it, it's it looks rad. Yeah. I love the way
0: it
2: looks. it looks. Like it looks like it was pulled out of the '90s aesthetically, but there's mm-hmm. no way that the tech would have been good enough to make a game run yeah. this fast and smooth back then.
0: No, no, and like everything is super expressive, super well animated, uh, and it it really is about like you you can just play this and, and explore and play it like a typical platformer and go slow if you're lame. But like a lot of this is building up the skills to move very fast. Just, like he, he will dash and the longer you dash, the more speed builds up. Like he'll start getting like after images behind him. He'll start like having like a, a force field at front and he'll he can just smash through anything. Iron blocks, rocks, what whatever. And or a big part of the level design is just finding places like, oh, here's a secret area I can just smash right through, create a tunnel. And uh, there's a bunch of goodies on the other side, so you are you're running around uh, grabbing pizza ingredients, rescuing anthropomorphic pizza ingredients from cages, <laughs> uh, and that that like contributes to your score at the end of the level. And then like once you grab everything and you like find you know the the item at the end, then you have to run through the level backwards on a timer because it's like on a self destruct thing, and uh, so you have to get through as quickly as possible. If you don't, Mr. Pizza Face will show up and kill you. He's basically like Evil Otto from Berserk. Shaped the same way in everything. But yeah, it's it's nuts. It's hectic. It's super chaotic. There's a, actually a lot of different mixes of gameplay as, as you progress. Uh, there's like at least one level where you turn into a ghost. You can get guns at certain points and just blast shit. Uh, you also can switch characters. You can instead play as Gustavo and Brick the giant rat that he rides around on. And they get that little piano interstitial. So Gustavo is like the secondary chef who looks like much rounder and slightly smaller, a little bit more mellow than Peppino, And he'll actually appear like when you're escaping a level to just kind of like wave you through saying this way, it's this way. When you switch over to him, like he's not a character that runs very fast. He's a character that rides around on the back of a giant rat holding a little piece of cheese on a fishing pole. And uh, he can... Hop off the rat and kick it into enemies. It's a nice nice little change of pace. But this is this is like a wildly varied game. Uh, there's just a, a shit ton going on mm-hmm. in Pizza Tower. And it's it's one that I kind of uh underestimated at first, I think, when it first came out and I talked about it in the new release. It's like, yeah, this looks kinda ugly actually. On purpose. Yeah, it, it is on purpose. <laughs> but it it is a like Wonderfully, like, kind of a, a strangely ugly character. Again, looks like cow- if Courage the Cowardly Dog was a person.
3: It, it looked like if Klasky Chupo made Microsoft Bob. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: I was thinking of Klasky <laughs> Chupo. Yeah. yeah, but, like, animated at, like, 120 frames per second. I just,
3: thought it was hilarious just because, like, it, it made me nostalgic for something different, which is really dumb, but Michael can sort of relate to it because mm-hmm. it came out... I hope it gets considered in the award stages for a lot of Outlet's game of the year. Because it premiered in early January this year. Yeah, for I think o- some
1: recency bias is gonna get this one overlooked for sure. Yeah, like-
3: well I just I remember if you were reading like right now, our highest let's see if let's see if this new Resident Evil has what it takes to dethrone our highest rated game of the year, Pizza Tower. There was a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff like that because for the first couple of months, Pizza Tower was every outlet's highest-rated game at like solid nines, nine to tens. And uh, I'm yeah, but at shocked a year once it kicked in. Well, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm more shocked that like, how come some console didn't back up just like a small pickup truck, Ford F one fifty worth of money, and, like help get this to go somewhere else that happened yeah. stuck on PC. So I played this at a friend's. I can't play this on any of my PCs because be they're the choked perfect. with podcasts.
1: This Would be the perfect game pass title, yeah. Man, Yeah. It, why isn't it, it happy yet? It
0: might work on the one I sent you, who knows? Um, yeah, it might, I don't we'll know. see. Yeah, worth a shot, anyway. That has been our top five
3: action chefs, I guess we'll call it. Um, actually, I was saying warrior chef because I am finishing off uh, Sea of Stars, and they, they had that actual term in the game for one warrior of the characters. Chef? Warrior Chef,
0: yeah. Also considered, there was that character Gourmand from Power Stone Two. He's who's an ah. evil chef. You yes. know, you know all those Ooh. evil chefs like Jimmy Pesto, and it turns into a <laughs> T Rex uh, <laughs> when he powers up. Do you see Jimmy Pesto's back on Bob's Burgers? Yeah, new a new voice, a different voice actor. It's,
3: it's the best voice actor, the guy who can do all the Looney Tunes characters with no pitch shifting, which wow. Mel blank yeah. used. Eric, uh what's his name? I forget. uh Buzz something. Buzz. This, is, this has been
0: the year of, like, problematic people being replaced on TV shows by, <laughs> by sound-alikes. Yeah. Except in the case of Solar Opposites. They got a guy who sounds completely you're, different. You're telling me, guy. Michael, I'm
3: just a little too deep right now uh-huh. to be confused for who, uh, who I'm impersonating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want some indie dev out there to maybe get some kind of... Passion like I have for the movie The Last Dragon, and could someone make a game just called like Daddy Green's Pizza or something like that? Yeah. It's mm. all I'm asking for. Now just give top. me a Daddy Green's you Pizza. You are the hero though. of the Shut globe.
3: <laughs> I, I, when I was in Iceland, that is the only thing I brought back an imported copy of The Last Dragon on vinyl from. It. <laughs> of course. I of wonder course. how
0: much it would cost to license that. The answer is probably more than anyone is willing to pay. I
3: I think yeah, it, it, well, Barry Gordy was notoriously good with sharing his uh, uh mm. <laughs> sharing his wealth and licensing fees. Uh, m- maybe, we'll see. I don't think so. Yeah, I hope maybe. so.
0: All these games, well, most of these games are great play Pizza Tower if you've got Pizza a Tower. PC for it. Anyway, that's that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, mostly from last week. Some Super Mario RPEG, I think it's pronounced. Some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Scott Hildreth. It
2: takes a lot to make a stew. A
0: pinch of salt and laughter too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you've got
4: too many cooks Many too many cooks many too many too many, too many,
3: too many Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive
1: bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first,
0: and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste.
1: The 1980s were the golden age of mean, hard-R comedies.
3: I think I was remembering my sanitized commercial television viewings, because, like, Beverly D'Angelo is naked for, like, I, no reason, and I totally forgot I about that. I had
1: forgotten all about that. Because yeah. th- that shocked me, too. I was like, wait a minute, she we see her boobies a couple of times. I don't remember that.
3: This might be a fact. This is the fourth National Lampoon movie? I yes. was shocked to find that out, because there's two I have never seen or heard it, of it, between Animal yeah, House.
1: Two that are kind of lost. One of them is called uh, National Lampoon goes to the movies class and class reunion. Hmm, class reunion, yeah, that's right. I think this is the last movie that where it's clearly defined. Like Harold Ramis is involved in this in some way. Like we have some DNA of people who yeah. worked the National Lampoon magazine, mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of like anything goes. Now well, it's kind it, of like stoner frat comedies, but not always. They it's really they new.
3: the company doesn't exist, and they sold the kind name. Of, to put on shitty movies that are like already being made i believe and they okay. just they'll affix the national lampoons i guess the r is for the, the magazine's reputation itself it was pretty <laughs> fucking edgy for for its time
1: get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash
0: And welcome back to our second segment where we're just going to dive straight into... Persona 5 Tactica came out last cool. week. On It's it's on Xbox Game Pass, if you
3: have that. It is. Uh, I, I don't know. Remember the story I told you this weekend? I'm going with my dad to replace a tire, and he's like, mm. Hey, Sean, what do you heard about this? Adolus Persona Five tactic key. Like, shut up. What? What the <laughs> fuck? Why is my dad asking me about this? Have, have you played the Persona Five? Like, yes. Am I having a shit Megami tense? How mainstream is this? And I'm like,
1: wh- show him the Dick Demon, dude. That's all you <laughs> gotta do.
3: <laughs> My dad drove me to like oh, maybe I should t- check out this tactics thing. If my seventy five year old father <laughs> is why did is he into know this. about it? Did you ever get to yeah, the? Bottom I think we of had that? to track it down. Uh, it it uh, he has a Washington Post subscription and he mm. loved. I think our local town kind of got their weekend section sucks and he always likes to read about what's coming out. Ah. And it, but it is kind of you know notable for this show beyond my anecdote. Yeah, he's forced to read about new games like Persona 5 Tactics, something which would have been the op... Like, not very mainstream three console generations ago. Like, deep weeb shit. Hmm. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: But now he's reading about it in the Washington Post, probably written by somebody we know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yeah. See, I
1: I was thinking he read about it or heard about it in, like, some article covering Game Pass, because it's one of those day one Game Pass games, which is like sort of a a big get for Microsoft. Like, it's one of their, you know, big gets. A huge get for a series that that took,
3: like, a year to be localized, then cost a shitload, never went on sale, and released multiple versions. Now it's hitting day one for no extra cost.
1: I should say, by the way, so I work for Sega, though I do not work on the Persona You work for
3: Atalus?! I'm amazed he went with Atlas
0: when Atlas is like he literally
3: said Altus, but like uh, Atlas is funnier. Altus—that's
1: his favorite novel, Atlas Shrugged. (laughs) It really is. Can't stop
3: talking about it. I'm about to stab him.
1: From you know, written by famous author Anne Rind. Yes, Anne Anne Rind. Anne Rind.
3: Rind. I think it's pronounced On Rind,
0: Lady On. Uh, (laughs) So that's a Persona Five joke. Har har. Um, so Persona 5 Tactica it is a another sequel to Persona 5. So uh,
1: it's a
3: direct sequel. It story
1: is it a direct wise, sequel yeah. to the the uh, Muso game? Which you is know, another it, it sequel does not Persona seem 5. to address Strikers. the events of
0: the Muso game. <laughs> yeah, Strikers, thank you. Uh, they, I think I think they just sort of both follow sometime after the events of the game. Hey uh, Joker, remember 5. that
3: time he killed like a million people?
1: Mm-hmm. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of like Musou games, like mm-hmm. it doesn't throw a cajillion enemies at you. That's true. It throws a lot, but not yeah. It not normal. It levels just
0: kind of so uses the Musou gameplay to create ac- what is actually a pretty good action RPG.
1: Oh, it's Strikers of soft. Yeah,
0: and sure. so Tactica uh, is like it's little little super deformed versions of the characters. Like a, you might say, chibi. a very yeah, chibi. It's a very cute art style, but it works. But like, yeah, it's not like oh, this is a. Parallel universe with mm-hmm. the cute versions of the characters. It's the same same universe, um, but they stumble into like the the cafe where they have their headquarters. Leblanc is suddenly transported to another world, and this other world appears to be like what if Lidsville was engrossed <laughs> in the
3: French Revolution why, why do we understand the lidsville references? I don't, no, we we're just both just, too young for that pe-
0: people with giant hats for heads
3: uh, <laughs> Sid Marty Croft like. D tier show, which for some reason <laughs> I burned all the DVDs from the library 25 years ago. Still got them. Wow, Lidsville.
1: I thought. I mean, funnily enough, with the art styles, like they all just end up kind of looking like Morgana.
0: Yeah, like Morgana looks way. exactly the same, even in cat exactly. form. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's not like a cuter version of his cat form. He looks like a cat. Um, but so so the the actual action is. Actually it reminds me a lot of uh, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope in that, uh, that it does it does the thing where like you have free movement within a, a radius and like it still has the grid, but you're like not tied to like oh I have to go from square to square. You can just move around freely, yeah. and then you sort of find your angle and you set up behind cover and you open fire and. Uh, yeah, like you can you can attack. It it obviously it doesn't have quite the same degree of freedom of movement that Sparks of Hope has where like you can't slide into enemies, you can't jump off your teammates at least not as far as I am in the game. You can do melee attacks that will like knock enemies around and you of course have your personas which have various devastating abilities.
1: And, and that's what I then is most mm-hmm. interested about this game is like how do you add Literally, like I think there's like a hundred plus personas in, in five. Like, how do you add all of those in a tactical combat setting? That that introduces a lot of fun options. To yeah,
0: me, you can so. you can mix and match. I'm not sure how I got the ones that I have. I know that I have a bunch and you can still do the fusion thing where you'd like, here, sacrifice these two personas to make a more powerful persona.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I was going to check it out this week, but somebody for Game of the Year discussions had uh-huh. me playing another tactics game. That is, <laughs>
0: and you, that is an RPG with tactical battles,
3: bitch. It does the same rate of movement, horseshit. Uh, I
1: liked it. It, it certainly. I mean, it, maybe that it does more. We're gonna get there for you. I know, but I know but, I know. Just, but
3: what I'm saying is, like, uh, I asked Michael, "How do you like it?" It's like, I was like, "I'll check this out if it doesn't operate like a Persona game where I have to." Wait through an hour of cutscenes, a mm. little bit of gameplay, another they, hour of cutscenes.
0: There are a lot of cutscenes, and I was like,
3: "Damn, what's the point of this if not just to like streamline it and make it just raw combat the whole time?" Well,
1: but it's different. I mean, to be fair, the story okay. in Persona games is pretty good. No, no, it, I, I,
3: I, if I'm not clear, I really like the Persona games. Came on with Four Golden, Love Five, one of my favorite games of the year it came out, but. I didn't have the time to sit through two hours of cutscenes and tutorials. And the only thing I didn't like about persona is I wasn't able to do like half the shit it introduced me to until mm. it was ready for me to do it.
0: It's like, Oh, remember that fun thing. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get through like school and now yeah. exams and eventually you can get to take fun down
3: things. like seven molesty mm-hmm. coaches before we'll ever let you have your own <laughs> burger at a cafe or go to bed when you want. And, and <laughs> so I was hoping tactics was like, was like a, <laughs> Fuck, this isn't the same, it's Elseworld, do whatever you want, but just to hear, like, I can't just jump into this and... Because I love, love the Persona combat. I yeah, love I mean, that shit.
0: like Persona 5, it's really good once it gets going, but, yeah, there, mm-hmm. like... And and it's it's so easy to forget about that aspect of Persona 5, where it's just like, yeah, it takes a long time to get off the ground, and there are long stretches where you don't get to do what you want. Um, I don't know about the, the second thing with Tactica. I do know that, like... Yeah, it starts off very slow. It's you know, these very controlled battles. It's like move to this exact spot and shoot this exact enemy. Okay, good. Now do it again with Morgana. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. good.
3: We gave we gave you a, a Slade trophy, the a quartz trophy. Mm-hmm. The worst trophy. Sub bronze. <laughs> now Michael, I'm
1: assuming you're playing this on your Xbox, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I got again, say so employee I got it on Switch because this to me is or tactical games in general, mm. sort of perfect Switch games because you yeah. can take them on the go and it's like, I'm just going to play through one or two battles and then put the sucker away. Yep. You know, like I, I, I do like that that's an option, that it is also on Switch. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I recommend it. If you're a fan of Persona, you will probably enjoy it. Also, you get to recruit a politician who's like, completely lame at first, and it's like, oh, I can't believe the, the the Phantom Thieves were just a bunch of delinquent kids all along. Oh, you should be ashamed of yourselves, the chaos that you've sown through society. I'm the young, hip face of Japanese politics now. <laughs>
3: And by the end of the game,
0: uh, you, that Joker. What day is it? Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy yourself a yay. Factory. I can still kill more. <laughs> it's Christmas,
3: sir. Uh, it's Christmas, senpai. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: That's what they're doing in their mind. They're mm-hmm. just literally implanting Charles Dickens' yeah. Christmas Yeah, girl exactly. in their mind.
2: <laughs> Everybody's just going go to be the mind palace speech. and just go. Boop. We can't. We can't gloss over. It's Christmas, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> it just, Honestly, it just
0: broke me. If, if they put out Christmas Carol DLC for one of the Persona 5 great. games, that would be a masterstroke. I saying.
3: I think unless I'm incorrect, guys, I still think the best actual Christmas game still is Dead Rising 4. Mm. Somebody needs to come mm. for Dead Rising 4's modern throne make a really dope all christmas set game
1: i i do oh. remember buying that on steam like a year or two ago for like five dollars yeah. and yeah it's perfect because it, it's not only takes place at christmas it takes place at christmas in a mall and like yeah yeah,
3: yeah. you can christmas buy all your weapons
2: yes you so can. Like, that and miles morales are my two favorite E games Ah. that's right. Oh, it is snowy. Miles that's game. right. Miles, yeah. Miles takes place during Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Christmas game.
0: Yeah, snowy's hail Christmas. Uh, Super Mario RPG remake. RPG Switch. RPG. It's pretty good. Uh, if you yeah. like Super Mario RPG and uh, Gino for life,
3: I'm just kidding. I've had sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
0: have. I have seen at least a couple people saying like, go, man. you know. I, I've just been hearing the Gino people rail about Smash brothers for years and I played through this game and like Gino doesn't have that much of a personality but ever- nobody talks about Mallow who's like super cool. The shit. Yeah. Mallow who's like Kirby, Kirby's fat dad. Yeah. <laughs> he Claims to be a frog but
3: I think he's like a, a cloud in genie pants or something. <laughs> yes he looks like if-, if Kirby was the gumball universe that would be his mm-hmm. dad yeah. and he kicks ass. Uh, Mallow's the shit. Yeah Mallow's the shit. I don't want this fucking like moody Pinocchio
1: um, so, so I think I told you guys on the show before, like i never played the original always wanted okay. to just never did. And so this is for me, it's great because I'm like, Hey, this is the perfect way to play it. It's really like, an, even visually for a remake it like it's one of the best looking games on switch. Like it's, it's phenomenal looking and my understanding again, have nothing to compare it to. They've sort of improved the combat. I think the windows for the button timing. So like the, T- turn-based combat that you know and love from mm-hmm. so many games that ripped it. They all ripped it off from Super Mario RPG, where it's like a lot Mario of Mario Luigi RPGs games, ripped it off. Like the South Park RPG, like they're all like any game, that any turn-based RPG that's like hit a button at a certain time for a bonus to attack or defense. Mm-hmm. That all started here, and that's mm-hmm. here, and works as intended.
3: They, they probably widened the window a little, but even then, I think I said it last week, this was my gateway RPG, and it does suck when your gateway game isn't Readdressed when you delve deeper into that genre for a very long time.
1: I, I do think like one of the reasons Nintendo re released this. It, this is sounds a very like a very cynical way to say it, is like is to hook a new generation of RPG players because it still is like the well, perfect yeah. intro to RPGs yeah, I mean, that, for younger kids. That
0: was sort of the purpose of the original one is like this is a gateway mm-hmm. RPG where where we've got a familiar character that everyone loves Mario. We've got sort of action infused gameplay. It's not boring, which is, you know, why a lot of people who don't like RPGs they think RPGs are gonna be boring, so they stay away. Especially yeah. at the time when RPGs looked like fucking wizardry and Ultima. I, I think it's the
3: first Bowser team up like that yeah. ever existed. Like the first playable Bowser. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the reasons I at one of the things people don't talk about so much that I think they should, in terms of the writing it's also hilarious. Like yeah, it's it, it works funny. like a Good Simpsons episode. It works on multiple levels. Like as an adult, you'll get jokes that totally kids are that's gonna go right over their head. But like that pedigree carried forward into the paper Mario games and the Mario and Luigi games. Like this is one of the first RPGs that it's like, okay, yeah, it's full of puns and it's funny, and it was like the Nintendo localization team's chance to shine, like the Treehouse.
3: I folks. never got all those jokes about Gino's E D before. But he really is pathetic. who am I trolling here? Come on, who am I-
1: <laughs> he Can I well, up- help you now? They have the blue chew power yeah, up for yeah. him to eat, and it's fine.
3: Yeah, he can only get rot. <laughs> he- <laughs>
1: no, I mean I'm serious though. Like these games, they're they're funny. They're, yeah, you know- Mario
3: RPG has. It's one of those games I feel like is the perfect game. I I played it a lot in the Super Nintendo PlayStation and PlayStation 2 era and replayed it, like, right... Like, a year before this announcement. That's the only reason I didn't jump on it immediately, because, like, I... And I'm playing a game that's very similar in Sea of Stars. Like, I'm getting a lot of that fix. I just don't want to spend the money on a game. I'm currently trying to beat something that is (laughs) kind of aping it. Uh, Mm. But but I'm loving every it doesn't serve the same purpose now there's no this is not going to get anybody into jrpgs i don't think i don't think I, it has I that i think power. i think it's a
0: huge nostalgia play i think you know yeah. it's it's yeah. less to get people into jrpgs and more to give people a way to discover like a more accessible and modern way to discover this okay, game okay maybe because I, I was going to say like
3: they hired square to make it like so back in the day that was like Nintendo hiring Epic to make uh, people understand Battle Royales. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you hire the best people in this field to make an RPG with Mario? It'd
1: be like hiring a Talus now, right? Like, just unobtainable. I I
0: think, wasn't this, like, also made with the same CG workstations that they used for Donkey Kong? So, like, you had the, like, 3D-rendered... Uh, images that I were forget how sprites. those... I don't
3: even know if those were workstations. They might have even dot, dot matrix those mm. <laughs> just because it was mm. sort of like drawing a sprite with
1: squares. Mm. Here, here's why I hope... Or what I hope this actually is is like, you know, for a while there, I feel like Nintendo has felt the need to tie Mario RPGs to certain franchises. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Paper Mario, we can't just do a straight like Mario RPG. It's gotta be the paper variety, or it's gotta be the Mario and Luigi games, but those are only on the handhelds. It's like, if this is their way of saying, like, we're gonna reintroduce, just call them Mario RPGs back onto the Prime, System Prime, like, console? Like, I think they are, man. and
3: I believe the Mario RPG team doesn't exist anymore. It was only made by Alpha Dream, as far as I know. And... I don't know that they're around anymore. Oh,
1: the Mario and Luigi guys? I mean, mean,
3: that was always for portable systems, which they also don't have anymore. So maybe we're just going back to Mario RPG, and maybe this will be the, the start of something really cool. I hope so.
1: Because, I, I mean, I love the Paper Mario stuff. The, that series Sometimes. has slowly gotten away from this traditional RPG yeah. formula, though, where, like, now it's very much its own thing, where it's like, okay, if you wanted just that turn-based with the timing-based attack mechanics, like... Just have Mario RPG on your console
3: It was so much overthinking, especially the Paper Mario series. Sticker Star, the other one with the cards. Like, Hmm. stop doing that shit. Octopath Traveler has a free demo that people are going nuts over just because it offers pretty simple throwback thrills. Just do that. And I I, I hope it's the new start. Super Mario RPG 2, I'd be way more excited. Way more excited.
2: I never played the original Mario RPG, but I kind of feel like what y'all were saying about that being like a good like kinda starter RPG. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's been so long since we've had Super Mario RPG like this in its form. Is I, I think because like the next kind of game that they made like this was Pokemon. Because mm-hmm. Pokemon was, like, a lot of people's kind of first mm. RPG. Yeah. Yep. Because I right. missed this, because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, but I ended loser. up playing a Loser. Pokemon loser. Let's game. not focus. <laughs> let's focus on that. Loser. Stop throwing <laughs> things at me. But, yeah, so, you know, so I started, like, later with uh, RPGs by playing Pokemon, which just became their, you know... Kind of intro RPG series in the way, yeah. That's I hadn't thought of that. That's a great point. Like
1: nowadays, most people's intros to RPGs is just their first Pokemon, probably because those are straight up JRPGs, man. But there are
3: are still a lot of people who don't, who uh, you know, people who like the way we poured over game magazines are all over YouTube and have heard so much about this game, and it hasn't been super accessible. Up until now, and if you had that voucher program, <laughs> you might have like a free first-party Nintendo game waiting on you. Yeah. Uh, I, I wished. I, I, I can't wait to get this and play this. I just can't justify it because I've replayed it so much, and I don't know what a modern. It already moved faster, and this is neither here nor there, really. But like, uh, it came out around like what Final Fantasy VI uh, on this. That was telling a very mature story. This is a silly fun story like yeah. I think yeah. some at that point some of the stories RPGs were trying to tell me I wasn't quite there yet that's where the Mario RPG became really like Ah it's silly Bowser and Peach are gonna team up with you what I can they all I can battle with all of them
0: yeah Mario can inexplicably shapeshift to look like various enemies
3: uh, it's the first game that like includes Link and Zelda references inside the game itself. And, and it's, Metroid, I think,
0: also.
1: And Me- like, oh, you can yeah, see I meant to say Metroid. In yeah. Just imagine the choices back then as a kid. It was that, or here's this RPG where an evil clown burns down the entire world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll take the evil clown, please. <laughs> I, that sounds like something I can relate There's to There's always that
1: one fucking weirdo in every class Like oh that's the kid who likes it Like, I, I love it. the character
3: of Little Michael I like
0: the scene where all the kids have sex
1: Please
3: someone help Finance a kind of funny games animated program That's terrible that Michael can do Little Michael into It'd be really really good Oh, help us. Because
1: he sounds Michael. a little bit like Toad. Little Michael sounds a yeah, little bit kinda, like it's kind of like
0: that. That's what I'm going <laughs> for, I guess, baby. So it sounds a
3: little like the South Park where they made fun of Bob Saget's America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> Oops, I hope I don't get hit by this train. Whoops, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> uh. you, you sound like Bob Saget's parent
1: impersonation. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, we would be remiss because this show is such a phenomenon. Uh, Bluey the video game came out, and I already saw it on sale for Black mm. Friday a few places, so uh, parents of young kids, get yourself that Bluey the video game. I mean, I, you know I just
3: saw Bluey for the first time as a person with no kids. That shit is really hysterical. And Wholesome
1: like, as fuck, man. It's, it, it's but it's like good. made
3: for preschoolers, but you know I'm not going to dig into it but like I was impressed. cuz the the stuff when on 302010 it's like ah oh, we got to readdress the Barney movie I'm like I'm fucking 90s kid I fucking hate this and I yeah. want to set all of it on fire it's really annoying everybody preschool hated entertainment
0: over a certain it's age it's still bad
3: 90s. it's still dumb like think of a better voice write better mm. and this then this does and 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 but i however i do think it's mildly cynical like it drops out of nowhere just in time for the holidays no reviews hey it's $20 cheaper than any other game don't think about it just buy Bluey and it doesn't look bad at all it looks almost exactly like the show
0: yeah Um, well like I number one I've heard from friends who are parents it's like yeah Bluey's really good I would watch this even if I didn't have kids it's Uh, Amazing. I, I, all all that I've seen of the game is a trailer, and the trailer looks incredibly wholesome. Like it's yeah. it's all about like preschoolers hanging out and playing games, and it it r- makes me think of that like crayon Shinchan thing. That's like this is about having summer vacation and going and doing fun things
1: with friends yeah, and you know, family, that is, that is and fun. yet does this game have a Game Awards Best Family Game nomination like Sonic Superstars? No. No, No, it doesn't. Uh,
0: No, The choice is clear. Just rub salt in its wound, why don't you, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Small Saga also came out. This is an indie game that I've been kind of following the creators on Twitter for a while, and it is finally out on PC via Steam and Itch.io. And uh, it is inspired by Golden Sun, and it takes place in a world where you're playing as rodents in England who have sort of like a medieval fantasy society right under the thumbs of uh, right under the noses of modern humans who they refer to as gods.
3: And thank you. I just wanted someone to say it. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> so early on,
0: like the main character's weapon is it's like. Oh, it's a god blade and it's like a Swiss army knife. That's <laughs> what I'm holding god a scalpel. Blade. It's so sharp. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> so heavy. How how can you a mere mouse wield it? And uh <laughs> but like early on like so you you and your friend go to heaven, the land of the gods where they have all the food and it's like, oh, it's a grocery store. And it's like you you're like warned by these bandits ahead of time like you shouldn't even bother going there. It used to be a place of plenty and now they the yellow god roams the corridors and kills easy. everyone he sees,
3: and like easy mouse, what are you Who's talking about? Go-
0: yeah, well, that's that's what I like. Yeah, what and and so I went in there and like uh, mild spoilers, the yellow god is uh, a guy in a yellow clean suit because ah. there are exterminators in the building, oh. and things yeah. go bad, and there we have our impetus for revenge. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, a revenge quest. Like
1: It deep. does sound like quite a saga, mm-hmm. if you're small.
0: It sounds
3: like a Mouse Guard DLC. Yeah.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah, humans exist. Kind of Mouse Guard, except, like, what if Mouse Guard, but in the real world, and yeah. uh, this is just how rodents perceive each other, I guess. <laughs> and let's be
1: honest, the older I get, I'm beginning to think, yeah, the American supermarket is about as close to heaven as you're going to get on Earth, man. Those places are fucking amazing. You can find anything in a supermarket. I... They're stress relieving. Mm. I just really like supermarkets. yeah. And I'm not afraid to say it on this show.
3: Uh, you're gonna love I gotta we're gonna watch sausage party this weekend. It's gonna be great, man.
0: Yeah, well, I was a went great to, ending. Had a vacation once in in Georgia a while ago in a town that didn't have like a supermarket and it's just like, can't find anything. In mm. these little mom and pop stores, and then like find like a, a food lion or something like, oh my god, food what food lion! This is a relief. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know this. This was something I wanted.
3: We only sell fop here.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against bodegas, folks, yeah. but I man, mean
3: plenty against bundles. bodegas when you were like me and had to survive off of them. But again, it's the only place where like ah shit, I left my card at the bar. He's like. Just come back tomorrow. Yeah. Take the food. No, I
0: mean, oh, thanks, buddy. The Vegas are great, but if, you, if that's like all you have access to, well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's not great. You
3: don't want to be in a food desert, yada, yada, yada. But uh, yeah, supermarkets, baby. How'd we get here? Oh, small saga. Yeah. Small, saga. small saga. Small Saga. That's heaven. It's
0: pretty good. That's heaven. And uh, you guys also wanted to talk about
3: Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. We did. I did. Because I had to have an odd conversation with, I think, everybody about it. Uh Including you guys, including the uh, person I'm dating, like you know, it hit the field of the field of vision of her son, and in like a, uh, oh, Scott Pilgrim, would he be interested in that? And like, I would be if I were him, hmm. but it will not work for you if you have not both read the comic yeah. or seen this sh- or
0: seen Best, the movie. And it's also
1: still firmly based, even though it doesn't ascribe a year. It's like. It's two, and, yeah. Two they, they made a
0: big deal out of its early 2000s, but
3: it's early 2000s Canada. But for me, it's 1997. My life,
0: yeah, sure. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's how Canada works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should, by the way, we'll just go ahead and give a spoiler warning because yeah. we're going to try to avoid spoilers. Yeah, yeah. You're not to spoil the show for you. Hard, I, I don't so, want to you know, spoil just jump what happens at the end of after the first, the first
0: episode. I don't even want to spoil what happens at the end of the first episode. Yeah, I've, yeah. Only, I've uh, only seen uh, the first four so far. If you don't
1: want to hear anything about Scott Pilgrim Jump Two. 95 minutes and 30 seconds
0: okay so l- let me let me introduce this real quick first uh so I it is it is not an adaptation like I went in no, expecting I, which like we oh, all this thought is, it was this is an adaptation and for the first 15 minutes it plays it very straight it it very faithfully adapts part of the first book and then it goes completely off the rails. I'm talking it, like... And I
1: think the trailers played it straight, too. They yeah, kind of tried to, to F- trick fin- us Yeah,
0: Final Fantasy VII bit. Remake level, uh, Evangelion Rebuilds level, like... We're this doing is- an
3: Evangelion Morty! <laughs> 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 that's what I That's what I texted you trying not to spoil it. Yeah. I'm like, Michael, do you see the Kevin Smith He-Man? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's, I'll wait for him to... That's the biggest spoiler yeah. you can I, I got, it. Is, I got it, I got it. I know eventually you got it, but like...
1: Like well, I that's what I got. I got. I wasn't upset in the chat, but I'm like, dude, spoilers. Because like, once you said that, even though I hadn't seen that episode, I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen.
3: But it's trying to upset, and that's as most as much as I want to spoil Scott Pilgrim because, like, more than anything, I was less excited. Like, oh, great, a thorough adaptation of Scott Pilgrim, and I had to tell my girl like Scott Pilgrim was a really important thing to me 15 years ago. Because you know we all know about representation and granted I'm a white fucking straight dude I got plenty of representation, but I still hadn't really seen a movie where people looked or talked like me other than like clerks and like uh
1: Scott... it's also it represents geek culture yeah, in yeah. Scott Pilgrim ways. was yeah, a little
3: like I was in the show punk rock music scene because that's the only thing I could tolerate. I didn't give a fuck about that music. I liked the girls and i would be way more happy if we were all playing video games. That's mm. what i feel like the Scott <laughs> Scott Pilgrim universe represents.
1: So i i really don't want to spoil the show and all i'll say is this is like if you always wished the other Scott Pilgrim media spent less time on Scott and more time exploring the wealth of characters in that series, boy is this show for well,
3: you. Well it's it, it's more it like i uh, my only real criticism about, about the movie is that like 45 minutes of it are an adaptation of the first book, and then it yeah. really, really rushes through. It goes way too fast yeah. Everything else yeah. uh, but, for throughout the rest of the movie. So
0: yeah, this is it, it's what I I've started calling a requel. It's it's both yeah. remake and sequel, and there is an in canon reason for this. Like it is,
3: I'd say it's a sequel. I'd say yes, it is. It is a. It's not a. Yeah. It's not even a sequel. And uh, it, the thing I'm, I'm dancing around here is that like there's been a different appraisal about Scott Pilgrim as a work and as a character. Mm. I think it's mostly as a character. Yeah.
1: There's a lot yeah. of discourse but, around uh, that. But and this is sort of,
0: it's a deconstruction of everything yes. in Scott Pilgrim, and it's extrapolating and like like you said, digging more into the characters. You get to spend a lot more time with the evil exes from their point of view. You get to spend a lot more time with Ramona and Kim. But I would,
3: I would still go as far to say this is not enjoyable if you don't have a lot of knowledge about yeah, both th- the movie and the he comics. He does assume that in the I, yet, sure. I, Yeah, I would
0: discourage you from making this where you start with Scott Pilgrim. Because it, uh, it
3: will not yeah. work for you at all. It'll be a waste of time. Yeah, I, My fear is that it'll be a waste of time because I think there's a little bit of I'll just say Twitter discussion that is a bit pedantic and stupid and like... This isn't the biggest property in the world, but I know gamers like to argue about it like it is, and I'm sorry if Scott Pilgrim is the worst protagonist you've mm. ever seen in your life, because he's careless with his feelings and cheats on his girlfriend. And but
0: dates a high schooler. <laughs> this, dates a high this schooler, fine. yeah I don't,
3: know, I don't mind addressing it, but it's like, that was so fucking common in the late 90s. Not for me, necessarily, mm. even though I did it a lot. It's no, In I, their uh, 20s, it, dating 16-year-olds? 17 year Not that. We did... Mm. I love that we had a guy in our universe we called Statutory Stefan because that's all Jesus. he would do. Uh, mm. <laughs> that's not great. No, it was did he hang it out was with shit,
0: Steve. It was like, no, no. I said Stefan. It was not shit, Steve.
3: No, never did that. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Together, they're
0: statutory shit. No, no.
3: That, <laughs> but, but like it was it, it is a bad trait in the the original. Both the original work and the movie treats it like it's normal. It, it But it kind of was. I had this shitty... I graduated high school and my girlfriend was a year behind me and I had to... I'm like, I had to go to her prom as a high school graduate. And I went and, it's, and when I went, I'm like, I am not the most pathetic person here by a long shot because there are a lot of people in college here at this prom. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. I'm just saying it's reflective of when it was made. Yeah. And the show, the new show reckons with that a little... Not, Not a lot, but like...
0: Well, they, they, I like they the way they say address like, it. Yeah, probably shouldn't have been dating a high schooler. That's frowned on by society. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, uh, the well, I, th- I think, you know, I've, I've done a lot of thinking and trying to figure out, like, okay, well, he's dating a high schooler because he doesn't think it's real, and to a certain degree, he doesn't right. think she's real. He thinks because she's a teenager, there's no real expectations on him, and he's looking for something quote-unquote uncomplicated because he's just yes. had a really bad breakup.
3: And he is incredibly immature, and mm-hmm. my what I was the most at Scott Pilgrim's age, inconsiderate. Yep. Inconsiderate, like, just not like, I, I, I again, never dated a high... Because what's the age, age difference here? 17 to 23? Please, that never happened. B- uh, but I have been inconsiderate with people's feelings before because I'm only focusing on me. That is something I've been guilty of. And a lot of people do that in their yeah. teens and 20s. And just to read some of the discussion, like, I would never do this. I'm like, you have not been off Twitter for 12 years. You have yeah. had no also, time to also, do this. you probably have... More than zero emotional
0: intelligence, which is like Scott's main thing. He has zero yeah. emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Scott, Scott,
3: that's a, the that's a thing. I, I, Scott has never been an aspirational character, and no. I never wanted to be Scott. I like the world of Canada because, like, I always felt like an outcast or nerd, yes, or the weirdo. Fantasy was- world of Canada. What Dude, it is, because it existed <laughs> in the 2000s. They're always five years behind. Mm-hmm. It, it, well,
2: but the, 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 thing, the whole thing about Scott Pilgrim, I, I'd say from my experience with it was, of course, like a lot of people like the movie first, which I've seen millions of times. So good. Is you could tell that it's written from this love of like, you know, like someone who grew up loving this geek culture stuff, right? There's yeah. moments where you have little things like in the live action movie of like, you know, little video game sound effects and things and references mm-hmm. here and there. And the show only- doesn't do that. It does it, the, bit, does it a little bit, but not nearly as little bit. the like, movie. I, I feel like if you watch the movie, of course, you like clearly like yeah, someone like there's a lot of love in here for someone who grew up like playing NES and like certain eras of video games, and then like the show still takes kind of like okay, it's really cool that we have the same actors from the movie voice the characters. So I feel like that is really cool. If you've never seen anything with Scott Pilgrim, I would say at least watch the live action movie first, because I feel yeah. a little more connected to the characters because the same actors are voicing them in the show.
1: Oh, it's well, I couldn't tell if this was them trying to so make fun. the show slightly more modern. But if you'll remember, like when Scott it's, first it's meets old, Ramona, man. like very you know, like he, the signature scene is like he's asked he he gives her the stupid you know worthless trivia the the Puck Man the Pacu Man mm-hmm. trivia right. Mm -hmm. Which is like, okay, so that's theoretically based in like early 80s. And then like now when he meets her, like he comes out to her and gives her some Sonic Trivia, yeah, uh, which is early '90s. So I'm like, okay, are they trying to make it like ten years more modernish, or is that just a one-off? I l- I,
3: but I yeah. love that sequence, though, because that like splainy aspect of Scott Pilgrim is something I very much still have. Is yeah. I'm still a person out there dating, You're and I podcaster. send that I send that gif when I when I talk <laughs> too much in text. Like I'll just go away forever. Now I'm sorry I told you so much about Popeye. Yeah. Um, yes. Well,
0: <laughs> so. I think it works better in the, the context of the movie. Even like I don't even know if that scene was. In in the comics, I don't remember mm-hmm. it, uh, but in the movie, like, I think it's a verbatim in the comics. In, in the movie, he he uses it like he to impress knives, and so he figures that like that's his pickup line, and then he uses it against Ramona, and she's totally indifferent to it, and he's just like, "Oh, I've made a I've made a terrible mistake."
3: But that's, that's why I fell in love with the comic to begin with, because it felt nostalgic, even though it was kind of contemporary for Canada, mm. uh, <laughs> or, or at least when it came out. Uh, well, it came out like the early 2000s. So Right. I, you you I, want to I, say I, 2001. You, you, you or Scott gave me the books uh, like a year before the movie came out. I'd never mm. heard of it. And and it was one of those things where like, you ever watch like a nostalgic piece of entertainment? And, like, it, like, I feel like my upbringing was... I'm anxious ridden. I feel scared and miserable all the time. And then I watch something like Scott Pilgrim and like, I was actually having a really good time, but I was never present. And I just wasn't thinking very well. Like I, that's what the, the Scott Pilgrim did for me. Like I was actually having a really good time in my teens and twenties, but I was so, I felt like such an outsider, but I was surrounded by outsiders having a good time. Mm, yeah. Um, that, that's what always makes me feel good about. And I had to have that conversation with my lady. Like, Where's your son at? So like, has he played a video? Okay, we're good. Has he read the comics or seen the movie? And like, no, I don't think he's read the comics. He may have seen the movie. I'm like, then the show is not gonna do anything. Like at least I guess if you've seen yeah. the movies, there's not a lot of characters who aren't in the who were not represented in the well, movies.
0: I, I think, yeah, part of the appeal of the show, and I, I've seen people like, you know, the usual coterie of uh jerks online and like, oh this is F- f- feminazi bullshit the you know, sideline the main Utterly character ridiculous. and focus spend more time with the girls and like I, I think okay, number one, yeah those people are like they're upset that they didn't get the adaptation that they wanted. It's not right. an adaptation. This is kind of more like, you know this story, so let's give you a different angle on it. Let's it's, it's let's,
3: back in, in that sense, it's back to the future too.
0: Yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's give you another look at these characters mm-hmm. let's spend more time with them let's give you another angle on this relationship and make the point that yeah. it is inevitable no matter what happens
1: yeah well I think I think also it does stuff that like the movie couldn't do that maybe I wanted at the time I'm like you know I don't need the movie just to be a verbatim retelling of the books you know um and obviously it had to cut out a lot of stuff because it's a lot shorter mm-hmm. but like this is just like, hey, just play around with the source material because, like yeah. I said, like these are characters we all sort of love at this point, and it's like, yeah, just let's just focus on them. I, I want to learn more about them. Let's let's try new things. That like the movie, the movie's great, don't get me wrong, but it it was not trying new things. It was very much just like, hey, we're telling this story for people who don't have the time to read comics. And this is where I plug. Um, if you're not a member of your local library, hey. uh, a lot of libraries nowadays <laughs> hey, hey. are tied in with an, an app called the Hoopla app. Yeah. Uh, and Hoopla yes. has the entire Scott Pilgrim uh, series. It's where I read the last two out. fight clubs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you can check out uh, the entire Scott Pilgrim book series on uh, through your Hoopla app if your local library... Well,
3: it just, uh, we, we talked about, like, you know, I'm, I'm talking more about the lefty Twitter discourse, who is, like, I think a little too harsh. Because, like, one, you're putting a ton of importance on this... Hyper sub 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 niche thing that I have to explain to most people what it is before I say why I like it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, it, might, it, it might be more niche than Clerks. I think people yeah, I think have it heard is. Clerks at least because it like launched Kevin Smith's career. I think it is. Yeah. And
3: it just it it's it's not influential as far as Scott as a personality type goes, but it is influential as like. What a cool time and place to be doing these things. Because, you know, now, like, I I, I love, I was dating someone a year or two ago with kids, and, like, what does their, what do their shows sound like? Anything like mine or Scott Pilgrim's in the, Truth was sorta of yes. It was kinda of, kinda of nice. Oh, they did Debaser. That's fucking amazing. Oh, I was I'll go watch sixteen cool. year olds do Debaser right now. I'll <laughs> sure. pay, pay whatever cover. That's hilarious. Not? And and I wanna say also, like,
0: I think my favorite scene might be the bit where Lucas Lee and Gideon are just hanging yes. out. And they it's it's like they they make an absolute uh disaster of someone else's house <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. you know, five
3: minutes of pure joy. <laughs> paintball and skate ramps uh-huh. i i think but that's the thing if you've seen the movie and read the books the highs here are really fucking high yeah and yeah it's if like you, you have you never saw these characters in this context before and if you haven't and even if you have a lot of negativity towards the scott pilgrim character who is not here a lot
4: mm-hmm.
3: or at least uh, uh it's not as much of the show as you think uh Man, I laughed so much, and I didn't get what I initially read Scott Pilgrim for, which was validation of my nostalgia, which it did mm. deliver on both in book and movie form. This, like, I think it's the seventh episode where that kind of kicks in where I really start laughing. Mm. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! This guy is a virtual boy sunken living room? Yes. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! That's fucking awesome.
1: I'll just say this like in a world where you probably don't get as much excitement about seeing like your references represented in movies like yeah. that novelty wore off many many years ago. This has to get beyond that, which I think the yeah. original movie could could ride on that alone. It was like at the time it was like, "Wow, I never see video game references in movies." This very much has to do its own thing and it succeeds. There. And, it's like, and yeah, this isn't just about the nostalgia. If, if the you
3: remember consoles. reading about the movie, like Edgar Wright and the Universal people had to go to Nintendo and beg, look, I think your songs are modern day nursery rhymes. Can we put a Zelda jingle in here without you suing us? And that was a conversation that went back and forth that did not go to the games itself. They would not allow that to happen. That has not happened ever again. Zelda's music has never entered into movies. It was a big deal to get Scott Pilgrim is a, a milestone moment as a movie, but that's mm-hmm. not what this show is about. Because nope. Nope. I think most people realize video game every I love dating people with kids. Everybody plays video games. It the is big, all, the
1: biggest movie of the year was a Mario movie. Right. right? Like or it, it does doesn't
3: games. it's not the same thing. And being nostalgic for being an outsider because you like games, to me. I like being nostalgic about that because it is fucking different now. It's fucking easy. I love being able to talk to every kid, every person under 30 because we're all playing games. It's dope. Uh, Sorry, but like... uh Uh, People who want to yell about Scott Pilgrim as a uh, a rapscallion and not someone to be looked up to, I'm like nobody is, man. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Never did. Never did. Uh, Nobody is. Did you watch Clerks and look up to Randall or Dante? Most likely, you did not. It's just supposed to be funny and uh, mildly self-reflective. And I always thought the movie was about insecurities. If you've ever dated someone cooler than you, and you constantly wonder about who they dated before it's a really immature yeah. aspect so you can you can look a, at
0: it as metaphorically like he's battling you, her emotional baggage from her seven no i always looked at it he's ba- he's
3: battling excellence. his emotional emotional insecurities that's hmm. that's my interpretation i'm open to all the others you can have your own that's fine but i i did date a girl oh you bang the lead singer Aguar. what do i got going Whoa. on uh, what, what, what do i got? And, then,
2: and and then you Oh that's him your boyfriend he's balance. so
3: hot what the fuck do i have and 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 so that's what i thought to me that's what scott pilgrim is i text her every like like every time i uh uh watch the movie i'm like uh we're still good friends and uh but that's what it reminds me of insecurities and uh because i was just riddled with insecurities and i like watching the movie knowing like If you have more than five friends, you're a god. You're having the best time. (laughs) Most people don't have that luxury. Like, holy shit. To be known to go to a party... I never happens to me anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think the the takes that annoyed me most like when the movie came out were the mm-hmm. the reviews where the critics would be like this only works if you think about it as in metaphorical way like no he's not actually getting into fights it's all just you know going on inside his head it's like no this is a magical realism video yeah. game nerd fantasy. fantasy yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: Treat it like one, that. One
1: thing that did bug me about the movie is it it portrayed Scott as like almost too much of a loser. Like, yes, he is a loser in the comics, but, like, this one straight up acknowledges, like, well, he's also regarded as, like, the best fighter in his province, mm-hmm. right? He's, like, fucking Wayne from letter
3: He still is a huge loser, though. Yeah. yeah he otherwise, he he's, but, you know,
0: irredeemable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he owes $3,500 in video store late fees.
1: But in the books, it was clear, like, the reason he's getting these girls is because he's, like, he's fairly good-looking dude and stuff like that, and, like, is charming. And mm-hmm. this show does acknowledge, like, yeah, he's charming. Yeah. Like, he's not... He's not so Michael Sarah.
0: <laughs> I also like that this show acknowledges. So, what exactly happens when people get uh, punched to death and turn into change? <laughs> Are they actually <laughs> dead, or do they, and and it, and it, like you think it's actually dead at first, and then it's like. Oh, after they respawned at home, like, oh, okay, that's
3: You will get the most out of this if you've read, if you've experienced, and it's not hard to do. You can do it in an afternoon.
2: I've I've watched the movie a million times, and I've only read the first volume of the comic, and I'm enjoying this show oh, just as so much. Oh, but the other thing we
1: should call out, this references the Ubisoft game, too. Like, that's all
2: part of the lore. It's crazy. The fonts, the and, uh,
3: and Anamanaguchi does the music. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. No, it just makes me want to go now and finish reading the comics. Go to Hoopla. You got it right there for you. I, I think There's you'll get five them. books, something like that.
3: I mean, I, I i i had way more fun with it than I thought I was going to because I was very much not looking forward to a straightforward forward ap- adaptation, but sort of a reassessment of my own nostalgia and 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 what I think is uh, acceptable behavior and what are aspects of love and like how dumb it is and how easy it is at the same time. It, it became something pretty beautiful, gallingly, that, like, doesn't close the book on itself either.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, it, if anything, there's... it
0: leaves itself more open to uh, follow-ups than, than the original
3: <laughs> story did. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't, I just really enjoy talking about it. Because, for me, it just holds the spot, like, <sighs> Universal knows who I am, and Edgar Wright wants to direct this
0: cool um yeah th- th- there is something that happens late in the series and if you aren't there and you don't want to hear it uh skip ahead to
1: 92 minutes 20 seconds
0: uh, well, with, just
1: this put, is put, already part of the skip ahead i'll, I'll put an additional <laughs> skip
0: ahead into the skip ahead oh discussion. wow wow uh, this is wow or, or you wow, will. inceptioning just, this just, thing just fast forward a minute something uh so will forte singing kanwa hurricane <laughs> While backed up by two dudes who look like they're from Jet Set Radio,
3: <laughs> I, I honestly think you'll get like, the most out. And who is th- that, that? Who for, are if not for me? Who are posed like they're in a YMO music video? Mm-hmm. So, "Konnichiwa Hurricane" a, is a song from the
0: 1987 cyberpunk anime "Bubblegum Crisis," and you've you got you fucking to send that to Will me. That Forte amazing. singing it in Japanese. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, that's I one thing that that I, so you guys so were saying. This this show it almost replaces some so many of the gaming references with more anime That's That that's that yeah.
3: actually was my question cuz I'm not well versed in anime. This version of Scott Pilgrim might be more for anime than it is for like game references.
0: I'm certainly
1: getting fewer of the references than I did in the book and movie. So, yeah. Like I think it I also can tell just a reference you look at it you're like oh that has to it be
3: It no relies nonsense, less though. heavily on references.
2: There are general. no oh, okay.
3: DuckTales references in the new show.
2: Woo huh. woo. Also, if you're somehow listening to this conversation and you have not seen the movie or the show, if you watch both of these or either of them, uh, this is not the kind of show you put on and just kind of – it's in the background. Mm-hmm. You get rewarded yeah. for visually paying attention to yeah. the yes. movie and the show because there's yeah. a lot of jokes and things that they do on the screen and in the background like that you want to catch and notice. Don't sit mm-hmm.
0: there looking at your phone and sort of half paying attention to
2: it. I'd Give it your full it, attention. It, it,
3: Every once in a while I have to be like, I thought it was hard to get in touch with Chris Evans and make him do stuff. <laughs> and well he's in here a lot if you like Lucas Lee or Chris Evans. You know the
0: story <laughs> of how this stuff got started, right? That it was like it began with Michael Sarah replying lol to like a ten year old email chain that somebody <laughs> that no, left I didn't. on a joke. And and like just sat there for ten years, and then Michael Sarah replied to it. I think in, during the pandemic, and they're like, "What the fuck, Michael? Why are you playing <laughs> okay, this
3: now?" I, I looked it up. I think everybody but the twins from the movies mm-hmm. are back, and and it's like one of those. Well, did the twins even have a speaking they didn't part? Talk in the movie? I don't think they yes. said anything. They didn't no, say they anything. Didn't and uh, like- everybody. I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Everybody who was in this movie is a top-line star. <laughs> yep. Now, other yep. than maybe Brandon Routh, who I just watched in uh, The Nine Lives of Christmas on Hallmark Channel, that was Well, awful. other than,
1: like, the guy who plays Stephen Stills, who's still quite in this quite a bit, but it's like... really like that know. guy.
3: Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great performance. But, like... He does fine. He Brie does Larson and fucking Aubrey Plaza and fucking and Chris Evans. If you like those people and you liked them in this movie and, like, ah, I wish there was more to their part, there is a lot more to their part yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's it's... Yeah, it was it was it was validating and invalidating and in perfect tones. I am very much a fan of the show. If you ever had any like for it, don't listen to don't listen to clout fiends on Twitter saying Scott Pilgrim's the worst. They're the worst. And they could never make a Scott. Never somehow, like, a, 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 a idealize their childhood as anything but trauma or
1: suffering. I don't think we need to worry about it because none of those people actually boycott the thing that they say right. they're going to boycott. Mm. Otherwise, well, they, would, they mean, be couldn't be
0: they're part of the discourse. of it. They just hate yeah. Scott yeah. himself.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> I just, I, like, somebody forwarded me a couple tweets and just, like, Nobody knows what this is. This movie is a bomb and it's a book. <laughs> like, Why do you think that
1: <laughs> Scott it's Pilgrim not a is a fandom niche? If, you, if you don't hate 20% of the thing? Mm, yeah, like that, it's so. so
0: crazy. Yeah. All right, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, we should let's move, move on. on. Let's jump into.
3: Oh, new, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that other part of the show.
3: No, I thought it was new releases, so I forgot. Scott Pilgrim really threw me in the format. That's why I'm talking over the sting. Good. I'm not going to let anybody hear it.
0: You're, you're violating <laughs> the holy sanctity nope. of the film. They nope.
1: fooled you. There's no news this week, there's nothing going on. Everyone's got Thanksgiving off. So True. instead, we bring you game deals. <laughs> Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy
2: day. I just want to what
3: point are out. You
0: buying? There it is. <laughs>
3: yes. I just want to point out. Sometimes behind the scenes we talk about the salaciousness of the 24-hour news cycle and how much worse that has gotten with the internet and social media. Nothing highlights that more than when it's Thanksgiving because apparently when that happens, news doesn't. Because nobody's yeah. traffic quotas matter. There's no. no news. Maybe Brittany Murphy will die, and someone has to load up the fucking
1: like. No shortage of Black Friday coverage, which starts earlier. Yeah, early, uh,
3: I, somebody yeah.
0: said it's been Black Friday since September, and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> they're not
1: wrong. They're not wrong. So I wanted to do this a little different than I have in years past. Like, look, we all know by now, the best deals you're gonna get. Those are on those digital stores, right? Uh, you not don't need me to read off the shit. You can go on your PlayStation or your Xbox or your Switch to see. So instead, I decided to focus on physical media. There's oh. stuff you got to get at uh, retail because Let's get that physical. is the stuff that, uh, you know, isn't going to be around next time there's it's, a sale. And it's
3: I, I've i been to the last couple of Black Friday things. They're not necessarily that doorbuster thing where people are breaking through the gate to get. They're kind of sometimes they're clearing out inventory in ways you should definitely take advantage of like Mm. oh we bought too many resident evil 4s this isn't a poorly selling game we have a lot left 20 bucks
1: cool dope well i think what this made me realize is like at least in the states and and i do apologize folks i didn't gather stuff from game for all you europeans or whatever so but i (laughs) i uh i you know but I just or, realized like Or,
3: or Gaming Windigo from goddamn Canada or whatever the fuck their their store is called.
1: Yeah, <laughs> EV Games. Um, <laughs> game but I Wendigo? Did gather, it, it really means we kind of we only have like Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart and Target. And this is the last of it.
3: their physical media as has been reported mm-hmm. previously.
1: Um well except for games. Except for games. So Oh right, game games will still be there. Games they they redeemed. Um So on Amazon, the way I kind of divided these up is I have kind of where you can get stuff, and then I have one that's all about hardware. So we're going to start with some of the games, and I tried to limit this really just to releases that were either at the end of last year or or this year, current games, and uh, things that are actually Ah. a pretty good discount, especially if you compare uh, with the digital side. But again, things you might have been
3: waiting to pull the trigger on.
1: You want the best price check the digital storefronts, you're, you're probably going to get it. But uh, but no, I will start here. Uh, this is a last year game, but Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. Mm, you can get this yeah. game for $15 at Amazon. What? what? Right now.
0: It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it's this really game. good. Yeah. And not just because I work for Ubisoft.
1: So Amazon also has my game, Sonic Superstars, for $35. So um, that, is, that is the cheapest you're going to find that game right now. So Go to Amazon, get Unless someone stumped. price
3: matches it with, I think Best Buy might have to. I think a few
1: places have, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. It also has Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, the sequel to that Hot Wheels arcade racing game, $35. Oh, yeah. The new Just Dance, Just Dance 2024, $30. Hey, um, nice. Mortal Kombat 1, one of what? my favorite games of the year, $40. Down from to, I think that's a $70. Game. It's a $70 um, game, man. Yeah,
2: it is. With a lot Dead of Dead Rising DLC. 2, that's
1: a good deal. Uh, $30, $35 for Dead Rising 2. Also a good deal. That is an amazing deal. Um, NBA 2K, the new one, the Kobe Bryant edition. So, like, the best one.
4: $30. Oh.
1: That's over half off. Because, again, that's a $70 game. And these are all... A reminder, these are all at Amazon. Um, they also have the new NHL 2K. That's $32. Again, a $70 game down to $32. Bucks. Uh, then they have a couple... I, I did say focus on physical, but they have a couple digital things so you can get a $50 Xbox gift card for 45 bucks. so save yourself 10% uh, same thing uh, eShop cards are 10% off as well, as well. so uh, mm-hmm. stock up on some of those and then I know for Chris for little oh, Chrissy what? You can get up to 60% off arcade one-up machines depending on the machine. Oh,
3: hell yeah. I can pay $300 for two games now? Gimme, gimme, gimme. I mean, that's the thing. is
1: like the cheapest one I saw was still like 260 bucks. I never paid
3: more than $100 for one of those
1: things. It's it's still significant savings.
3: Start talking to your Walmart employee in the electronics section. Become friends with them. He'll sell you the floor model for nothing.
1: Let's see. Over on the Best Buy side, chances are they are probably going to price match a lot of what you just heard, but I saw some other games so Yakuza Ishin, uh the the game from earlier this year, the yes. the one that's the samurai yakuza game right. on PS5, 20 bucks. That's a great deal. Uh Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, the new one, all those remakes that just came out together, remasters, I should say, yeah, forty dollars. So. Resident Evil four, spoiler, one of our favorite games of the year, forty bucks. Um uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, spoiler, only my one of my favorite games of the year, it turns out. <laughs> no, uh, forty no, dollars as well.
3: I had a great 40 hours of that game, and then 20 hours, like, dude, you should end this. Yeah, this thing should be over. <laughs> um,
1: God of War Ragnarok, again, last year's game, but you can get it for $35. That's pretty pretty good yeah. savings. Street Fighter Six, forty $40. Nice. They also have Dead Island Two, thirty five. 35 Assassin's Creed Mirage, brand new game, $40. Wow. Remnant Two. Hey! Chris. A,
3: my game's of the year.
1: $40, baby. You can get it for $40. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor one of the best games of the year from earlier in the year $35 this is the biggie that I keep seeing and this could mean lots of things I don't know how to interpret this because actually EA did this with all their sports titles EA Sports Football Club which is the FIFA replacement as you might remember they, they got rid of the FIFA license no. the new one is normally a $70 game it is already marked down to $30 that came out like a month ago
3: I that's either how poorly it's doing or how much they're saving from not paying FIFA. <laughs> so I
1: was looking yeah. at the the sales charts and in terms of like their launch month, at least in Europe, the ones where they still publish like physical right. units wise, it was only like five percent lower than oh, the, the shit. FIFA version last year. So Good. I Fuck think FIFA. I think they're doing fine. I I think with a lot of these EA games, because Madden is also uh, thirty down from seventy it's the way to get you in the door, so you can play. It's those the, the footy baby. It's the, FIFA, the ultimate if, team If stuff. FIFA
3: was taking less than forty percent, I will be shocked. I don't uh,
1: know. I don't know. I've just heard how ridiculously expensive it is to make games like that because yeah. of license. So
3: mm-hmm. the, the FIFA license is awful.
1: Oh, the new crew. The crew motorfest, forty dollars again. This is all at Best Buy. Um, they also have Sparks of Hope for fifteen, and then. Uh, The remaster from earlier this year, but on Switch, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is down to $30. So that's That's
3: the only, like, I would not usurp your segment, Matt. We asked earlier Nintendo games first party rarely go on sale, and if they do, it's always like $5 to $10. Mario Strikers, Battle League, Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, and Kirby's Return to Dreamland are all half off. Everywhere, yep.
1: yeah. Normally they go down to forty, but yes, they did. They went down to thirty with the that. Is I was, I was,
3: unprecedented as far as a deal hunter like me is concerned.
1: They they do it more with their remasters. I was I remember mm-hmm. the Zelda, the Game Boy Zelda that got remade like that. It they put on sale, and that's why I have hope for you, Chris. That Mario RPG will probably be on sale Maybe. sooner and for a slightly steeper discounts. Over on the Target side, um, they already, I think we might have said this last week, but they have a buy two, get one going on, as well as several of the same game uh, prices listed above. Go get yourself a Target if you prefer.
3: Because because they are, I, I went to two Targets. Yes. The rumor and slight confirmation is they're getting rid of their physical media section. It's for books, movies, and LPs. They're dismantling those sections right now. Like they don't like they're not going to exist in a month. So I for, I, I forget. Oh, when there was Circuit City that closed, and Michael Michael's like, I'm going to take the day off and go to Circuit City and pick their bones. Yes. <laughs> so so
2: that, that we so did that much shit. Circuit City is closing.
3: That's what you should do at Target right now with games and all other physical media because I don't know that you'll see it again.
0: Still yes, fun memories same. of getting like. $1,000
3: worth of games for like $200. I remember we all got like Metroid Prime Trilogy sealed for like yeah. like $7. Mm-hmm. They were The employees were calling us back. I'll suck your dick for that Metroid Prime Trilogy <laughs> sealed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that's right, you will. Yeah. yeah, GameStop will do this in one year.
1: So on the hardware side, so we cover all the software stuff. And again, go look at the, the digital stores. They have a lot more games on sale that I didn't mention. Um, I'll go down with Xbox first. So the best deal that I was Mm -hmm. able to find on Xbox is actually on Dell. Yes, that Dell. The PC people. Dude, you're getting Um, Dell. They secretly have sold video games for years and no one ever talks about it. Dude, you're
3: getting some Dell cookies in your browser. (laughs) (laughs) So the
1: best deal they have is on Xbox Series S, the 512 gigabyte model, but this one comes with three free months of Game Pass. Yep. And all that together is $235. That's nuts. Um, so that's already the consoles on sale at that point, And you get basically each month of those is 15 bucks or more. So, yeah, you're getting some pretty good savings. If you want to get it without the Game Pass, you only save 10 bucks. It's only 225 So I recommend get that $235. Matty, at,
3: a, at a glance, I didn't see a ton of sales. I, I've seen sales on, I think, the OLED switch is fifty bucks off for, at most places.
1: I so the one I saw was you can get a bundle with Smash Bros for three hundred and fifty, but that didn't feel like a saving. Yeah. that just is like I think uh, that's always
3: what it is. It's always around three fifty.
1: Yeah, three
3: fifty. Uh, what I was going to ask you, I didn't see any savings on Xbox Series X, but Xbox Why don't Series don't you wait and you oh great Xbox Series deals. S though is on sale everywhere, and if you only yeah. want a Game Pass machine, good time.
1: No, so so there are there are some Series X deals, but it's amazing how much more expensive that, that jumps you. You go from the 235 range, so for $439 at Walmart, so you can get an Xbox Series X, which normally, $500. That's so a free that's a game. Deal.
3: That's a free game. But,
1: well, that comes with Diablo 4, so you get oh, damn. the Xbox on sale and you get Diablo 4 for 430 by the way
3: the one game that is not on sale oh wait no it is on it's actually is on sale for the first time ever it's on ever. sale
1: it's 41 dollars yeah. i think on the digital mm-hmm. storefront it's it's good savings uh, walmart also has series s's they have a bundle with a controller or the one with three months of Game Pass. Oh, well, I mean, an extra controller. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, or one with three months of Game Pass for two eighty nine. So not as good a savings as Dell, but if, it depends on what you want bundled with it. If you want a, an extra controller bundled in there,
3: nope. that's a good deal. <laughs> My not-existent friend can bring his own. <laughs> or her. There's no women Best coming Buy over here. Best Buy has a
1: deal that gives you free digital money. So uh, you get hmm. basically a, um, a $50 gi- a digital gift card to Best Buy. And the console itself is marked down to four forty nine. So you save fifty bucks, mm. and they give you an extra fifty bucks on top of that. So it's like saving a hundred mm. dollars
4: that way.
1: So. Uh, let's see. So that's all the Xbox stuff. On the PlayStation side, Amazon and Walmart both have this deal. You can get a PS five Slim. They're bundles that come either with Spider Man Two, an amazing game, um, which again we will cover in a spoiler cast at I, Patreon. I bet I'm going to be less interested in soon. the next
3: bundle. Uh, or well, no, <laughs> this is
1: this is no, this is the good game. This is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, last okay. year's game. Okay. Well, so you you basically get the game for free because it's five hundred dollars. It, has, it is not so,
3: cheaper right now, by the way. Like Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two is the same price as three.
1: That's that is the Activision way. But yeah. Uh, so basically, this is like getting a free game. So you get your console for five hundred bucks, and you either get a free Spidey Two or free Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. So uh, Amazon has an Oculus Quest Two, so the oh. last gen Ooh. Oculus Quest. Uh, for 50 bucks off, and again, you get a $50 gift card on top of that. So it's like getting $100 Meh. value right there. That's if you want to dive into VR. That the Oculus will play Quest 2, Assassin's
0: VR. Creed Nexus VR for those yes, of you who want to embody Ezio Auditore, Cassandra, and Connor. Baby. So um, we got some in controller that, savings.
1: So both Amazon and Walmart again have the DualSense at down to fifty bucks, um, which the DualSense depends on the model you get is either seventy or seventy-five bucks. So you get it's a usually nice little yeah seventy-nine
3: there. ninety-nine. That's a good price.
1: Uh, Best Buy has Xbox controllers for as low as forty dollars, depending Ooh. on it's certain colors. They're down to forty, uh, and then Amazon and Walmart you can get them for forty-five, <laughs> which again is still significant savings over the normal. I if I,
3: if I may, DualSense only made controllers in black and white for the most part. Xbox has made so many fucking ugly and garish controllers. <laughs> I, have, I have two times because I'm really rough on my controllers have gotten like what the electric yellow, the like uh, summer camp piss toilet color. Well, uh, the worst
1: one is like there's like a weird army green one with oh, the yellow. yeah, they're, it's, they're, it's, it's ugh, it can be really bad. No, uh, no, Sony has colors and and most of their colors look pretty good. But those are the ones that are normally seventy. Yeah, they're all they never like, go down. The ruby red and the yeah. sapphire
2: blue. And yeah, they got red. like blue. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but yeah, those are on sale. The Xbox uh, controllers are on sale. And then, um, if you want a good way to get some Joy Cons for your Switch, uh, Joy Cons are expensive as hell. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried to buy a single Joy Con. Mm, um,
3: Im- is that possible? <laughs>
1: you, can. you can't no, you buy can a
3: single Joy Con. Can. You, can? you can. They come in pairs.
1: You can. No, they don't. You can you can buy a single one? All right. yeah, absolutely. You can, you can buy weird. it on Amazon. Um, but you can get a pair of them with Super Mario Party. Uh, there's a little bundle that's a hundred dollars total. But if you know how much Joy-Cons by themselves typically cost you, yeah. it's 70 or 80 bucks. So that's uh, like getting dude, Mario Party for twenty.
3: Three years ago, whenever that game came out, I bought two more Joy-Cons and that game to impress a girl via her children because I am forty three years old. That cost me so fucking much. That is a yeah. much better that is exactly when I bought two Joy-Cons and Mario Super Mario Party. Good God, yep. I'm kicking myself. That's a
1: good, that, that I think that bundle normally costs 140 dollars. Yeah, it so was it was 100. bad.
3: It was like it was like an old Nintendo console I got. So her kids, please come over to my house. You can bring your kids and they can play Mario Party. <laughs> Maybe we can have sex in the laundry room.
1: <laughs> so that is all the this year's Black Friday game deals I was able to find. But if you found something better, hey, congratulations.
0: Better. <laughs> Keep it to uh, yourself. Uh, all right, let's close out the segment.
1: Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day.
3: Ah, sure. oh, he did it. Yeah, there My, it is. It put up his finger earlier like I didn't make these sounds and expect <laughs> yeah, what but was you coming. Yeah, he started
0: talking over it anyway.
3: I, they're just so ubiquitous for me. I've heard them like at least 200 times.
1: Don't worry, no one will hear him talking over
3: uh, You son of a bitch! Leave me in. Don't <laughs> censor me. That's why I'm, I'm going the to power X. Of the pencil. I'm going to i I'm going to podcast only on X from here on out because uh, they appreciate free speech.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Also, Nazis. I
3: don't like my Jewish landlord mm. And that seems a great way to complain about it all the time Oh yeah, fantastic <laughs> But also, uh, you get what you pay for with that
1: speech I don't free. have a Jewish so landlord <laughs> yeah. on on uh,
0: So, let's move on to the community segment Which is always segmenting our community Last week's question of the week was What is your number one Defining game of the last gen And why? Obviously, very easy answer um, Which, Anthony, is why I'm going to put you on the spot Because you weren't hey, here last yeah, week bad. Do you have one?
2: So, y'all covered one that I would have said, which would have would have been Bloodborne, because Bloodborne got me into Souls games. Mm-hmm. 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 So, my contender right under Bloodborne is going to be Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. okay. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That,
3: that was in contention.
2: It's one of my favorite open world games I've ever played, and I don't trophy hunt. That mm-hmm. game was... I enjoyed that world so much. I just naturally started doing all the side quests because yep. I actually enjoyed the stories and all the things. And I was kind of noticed I'm closing in the platinum. Why not? And I just went for it and got yep. the platinum. Do you um, remember like B- that? It was like out.
3: the platinum and I, I finally looked at the trophies and like find this Sly Cooper outfit. And like you don't have to ask. Just you should have told me that was an option. I would have gone yeah. and sought that and seek that out already.
2: And oh. I'm going to tell you the surprising thing about that game, which I still actively play. I have a group of friends that we will sometimes, and we've got like a, a, a small group that will message sometimes. Tsushima question mark, and we will play that multiplayer.
0: That multi. Oh, I wow. have. We, we always meant to I, play I the to multiplayer. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. If
2: y'all, if y'all ever want to play the multiplayer, I am always down. We love playing it. Um, I have over 200. 200- hours on Tsushima and I'm sure 100 of that's probably multiplayer will
3: you stream it on Bruce Wayne Brady at Twitch please
2: I have before yeah yeah it's fun it's really fun mode you there's two player, there's four player, but yeah Tsushima is one of my favorite open world games and one of my favorite games from the PS4 period
3: I I think that was that wasn't disincluded by how much we liked it it was just like how much it wasn't it came out super late on the PS4 and had an instant update when the ps5 came out so it's like yeah. it just didn't define that era but i think we're all on the same page like ghost of tsushima was one of our favorite games of that generation
2: i couldn't yep. stop playing it i, I, loved mean, I still it. actively play it so
1: it's a great
3: game it's a great game Michael hates it because yeah. it's a better Assassin's Creed.
2: But uh, I fucking love it. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> uh,
0: well, on the official LaserTime Time community on Facebook, uh, Matt Cody Wardell said a lot of great games were follow-ups that built on the PS 360 era, Uncharted 4, Bloodborne, etc. But Metal Gear Solid 5 just feels emblematic mm. of that time for me. Even though it was a swan song for the series, it took the gameplay mechanics in such a new direction, I still think no action games have allowed so many options while controlling mm. so smoothly. That and the fact it came out within a couple of years of the gen start, it just in, it just sat installed on my PS4 for years, never to be knocked off its prestigious HDD mm. space.
1: That is mm. that is mm. hallowed ground this yep, generation yeah. for sure. Yep, yeah,
3: it's it's like I, I haven't touched Elden Ring in older over a year, but I will not delete it yet, and I don't know why. They said there's nothing coming to this yeah. at all like <laughs> I have the disc uh, and then no, there's
1: DLC for that game coming still yeah.
0: is I'm there sure. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I never I, delete I thought, shit yeah. I just buy bigger and bigger hard drives and SSDs no no no
1: typical once, from software shit like that it'll just come another year from now so mm. yeah.
3: once I got the fiber internet I th- I've told you guys that many times I, I hard drive space doesn't matter to me at That's all as long as my saves faster. are saved it, it is faster like from from a, a standard standard yeah, from a non-SSD, it's definitely faster. Uh, I love this experience. I'm with James Fretz in this. Spider-Man for PS4. It's the reason uh, many, myself included, bought the console. The same goes for the PS5. Expone, I don't know, maybe Halo 5. <laughs> Halo 5 <laughs> Guardians? <laughs> <laughs> kind of- like, I, I think that's why they called Halo Infinity no number, because like, nobody remembers 5 exists. And I know that because I got a personal invite to a preview event Laser time. Nobody invited us to <laughs> to events anymore because one, one, no one was really having them, and like two, it's like that's how desperate they were for coverage. They invited us to Guardians. Didn't get an invite for Infinity. Didn't get a beta. Oh, op- the closed beta request. Nah. But uh, but Spider Man for PS4, I remember, and I'm sorry, so much of my sh- I have not, I am not Scott Pilgrim. I have not dated that many people, but. I've had several instances now because I'm slightly less ashamed to play games. Someone woman I'm dating comes over to my house, I'm like, oh, check this out. And Spider-Man, the person I was dating, like, what the fuck is this? Is that Spider Spider-Man? Like, yeah. Why does it look like that? Cause it's a first party game. What does that mean? I'm someone who doesn't react to video games. But that's the kind of reaction it got from someone who didn't play video games. Like, why does this look so amazing to a fucking complete non-gamer?
1: Yep, it feels so cool. very much feels like a game that could only be done by a first party studio. Yeah. Like yeah. It takes such advantage of that hardware.
3: Like, yeah, I even mean like, I don't want to play. I'm like, just try and fall and hurt yourself. It won't work. You mm. can't do it. Everything will look elegant all the time. <laughs> that game's fucking so good.
1: Uh, let's see. I love the direction these are starting to go in. From threads.net, Raccoon Hail says, not really a specific game, mm. but the fact that cross platform play. Became a thing, especially cool. with Apex Legends and COD Warzone. Yeah, so I'm not really yeah. a fan of the battle royale genre, but it's pretty neat that I could play those games on my PC yeah. with my friends who are died in true console only gamers. Yeah, that that crossplay was very much a last gen thing. I man.
3: I love that about it because I you know I was working in games and I'm like we can't do that. Like the PC players will have the advantage and like just stick a PC logo next to their name. And whenever they die, they'll be like, Well, oh, that guy's playing with a mouse and keyboard. That's, what, that's the only reason I'm dead. <laughs> and when you move on, you don't care at all, Like, but you never have trouble filling a lobby. That's the most important part. Yep. So what if they're super hard real bots?
1: <laughs> well, and if your matchmaking's good enough, it will put all those players in Yeah, they'll try match. to.
2: Yeah. yeah. From the site, formerly known as Twitter, uh, at Coach, Xbox Game Pass. I played great games on it that I would have hesitated to pay for, because I wasn't 100% sold that they were my kind of game. Smaller indie games I may not have otherwise heard of, and I haven't felt like moving to Series X or S uh, was mandatory for new games.
1: That's fair. In a lot of ways, Game Pass last gen was like Xbox Live was for the original Xbox gen, like it technically started on that gen, but Mm -hmm. really got huge on Xbox 360. Like, Game Pass Mm -hmm. is like I it's so synonymous with me to this gen that it's like oh yeah it really started like fairly early last gen like it, it, I'm, I'm trying to think
3: really there, it. there have been a couple games where like Matt and Michael and I are in kind of a daily discussion with one another and like you should play this like eh sixty bucks and then like if it's not I have no excuse I cannot I'm not one of those people who doesn't take my friends recommendations and most of the time like, all right, you're right. <laughs> I remember Matt was like, the artful escape's pretty fun and then like, oh, yeah, like a Telltale Sonic game. Jesus Christ, I never would have played that for money but that was one of my favorite experiences of the year. Great. Yeah,
0: cool. Uh, on Bisky, which is Bisky. What, what British people call kuskies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Uh Rebecca I should Dumb. be gardening swift at fragile swift 13.bisky.social <laughs> says Xbox 1 era is defined for me by Fallout 4. I love Fallout 3 to death, 100%ing it twice. Then when I got to play a little of it on a friend's PS4, that was when I knew I needed a new mm. console. I got it as a pack-in physical copy. Remember those? With my Xbox
3: One and never regretted it once. A pack in a a game in a console box? Wow.
1: What? I feel like nowadays uh, they would just duct tape the game to the outside of that box and hand yeah. it to you. Like well, here you go. Like
0: I got one of those Modern Warfare three PS
3: five Slim bundles, and it, mm-hmm. if it it's just a card that
0: you scratch.
1: I on the hard drive. If you time, haven't
3: yeah. been to like a major retailer, it looks like they prefer those fucking cards to stocking those games. They mm-hmm. can stock <laughs> infinitely more, and their markup is probably better. And y- yeah. Uh, I'm totally with you on that, Becca's Bex. Yeah. I'll call you. Um, uh, and then Street Cleaner at uh, says, whoa, Street Cleaner Bisky. Dot Social says, Mirror's Edge too? Catalyst embodies the PS1 Xbox xbone Gen for me." Uh, like a lot of that Gen's releases It was an expansion uh, Remaining of a title uh, Of the prior Gen But also combined it With an open world Which was the style At the time <laughs> 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 Much I like cell shading Catalyst art style Will always look good hmm. Yeah, You know Like the, For as much as I love Mirror's Edge I did not play that game Enough And I should probably Because if you have Ultimate It's probably there By EA
1: Play uh, Via EA's Play Yes, It, it is should is, be yeah. there Yeah, yeah. It is, it is. Uh, you old so-and-so on the bisky. I love this. I love that they admit they haven't played this, but they they straight up still give it credit. Yakuza 0. I haven't played it yet, but after it came out, the series went on to have 11 plus more games released on <laughs> PS4, and it exploded on Xbox and PC as well. Granted, almost half of those were remakes or ports, but like Monster Hunter, it uh, limped along outside Japan since the PS2 until hitting it big, then. I mean yeah, was we always a, talk about yeah, like Yakuza awesome Zero story. kind Yakuza, of rekindled that series. Yakuza mm-hmm. Zero
0: was also a front runner for our list. It didn't make it, it in, but like it yeah, was. That, that was definitely a, a huge important game in for you, the PS4. You, you know
1: one of the reasons it didn't make it in for me is um that game very much was synonymous with Steam. That, that game is yeah, like, massive on Steam, and so I think of it more as a Steam game, because that, that is where I played it. But a lot of people, like that's where they first got their hands on it, is they right. got it on some Steam sale. And it's I think like, that's where shit. people started
3: talking about it, because I thought the Kiwami stuff, from my perspective as a non-Yakuza fan, Matt was like, really? You have that much faith in this? Why not make it a 4K remaster of Sonic Adventure, and we could all sing City Escape? Um, and then... Once those hit Game Pass, remember the, they would refer to as the Netflix bump. A movie mm-hmm. could bomb and then go to Netflix, and then like, yes. why haven't we been talking about this all our lives? Like, because yeah. they asked you for five dollars ten years ago and you said no. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it sort of sucks, but it, 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 I think Yakuza is one of the just one most wonderful organic success stories in gaming. They didn't abandon any of their own philosophy is it just slowly got discovered by america and then hi- hyper embraced <laughs> yeah yeah, weird. yeah. like that memed all the hell
1: the industry caught up with them they were very yeah, much just yeah, like, yeah like we're still that. doing the thing we've always done yeah yakuza you did like not it.
3: change to find a bigger audience that, like a bigger audience had to find yakuza and that's just a really neat story about the game pass model uh for lack of a better word but you're right it did, it did start on steam but you know our consoles are in a place I miss hanging out in Steam because keyboard, you can talk about a game all day. You can go to communities to talk. We don't do that on consoles. Um, we don't live in our console you know, environment. If Steam, anyone tries
1: to talk to me on my console, I'd oh, block yeah, them immediately. You're out of here.
3: Oh, you sent me a voice message? <laughs> Blocked forever. What the reported. fuck? That an accident? Reported <laughs> To Robert Mueller. I've reported you to Robert Mueller. Don't send me a voice message ever <laughs>
2: Handsome Ralph on the bisky. Uh I like this answer. I, I forgot about this game until I was seeing this up here now. Uh, Lord of the Rings Shadows of Mordor. It was the first game I played on my PS4 that really felt like a next-gen experience at the time. Yeah. After years of open-world games starting to feel stale. The nemesis system alone made the game feel a 100 times more exciting to play than previous open-world games did. And I can't believe I had not thought about that until I just read Ralph's answer. That's a great it's-
1: pick. It's pretty synonymous with PS4 for me.
3: It's not it's not a good story. It, the, Shadows of Mordor is a good story because I think the PS4 may have had the worst launch. And in, in that there's like no big first party thing, nothing that makes this look like you need to own this system. And it was Shadows of Mordor, a third party game that pulled the Dead Rising, like you can't do this on another system. Yeah. On the old system. You need the new one. Yeah. And 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 that got people really talking about needing a PS4 uh, very early on. And then they squandered that with the next one, and I don't know the series yeah, will the ever exist again. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're working on that Wonder Woman game, so...
0: Yeah,
3: I think, I think uh, WB maybe lost the Lord of the Rings
0: license. Like, it got... They didn't. It, it shifted to somebody else, and that's why we have the Gollum and Moria games.
3: Now. No, Embracer got... Uh, WB was, I'm putting air quotes, smart enough. They have The Hobbit. And the Lord of the Rings games, Embracer has everything else. Everything else. Oh,
1: so, the so, Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Sim- That'll make a you
3: great know, game. The I hope you like.
0: Silmarillion could make the the foundation for a good game because it's, I,
3: it's yes. just if you, if, you like poems, if, you, if you like poems, if if you like poems, it's going to be a great game. The yeah.
1: Silmarillion <laughs> is like the Bible. There's like a hundred thousand stories in one book. Then it's yeah, yeah,
3: but it's like W B locked it down to where like. I guess you can still make things in this property, but it will have to be Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, which I don't want to see anything from. from I can't you. wait to
2: play Shadows of Reticus.
3: <laughs> yeah, they can't make anything else, and, and and Bracer owns everything else.
1: I got an ad from GameFly the other day for used games, and next to Gollum, it was it was priced at eight dollars. It said, "Come on, you know you're curious." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I saw it for ten bucks a while and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy that game. Like, yeah. one of the worst reviewed games of the year for ten bucks. Yeah, now, now that
3: I know I can't get a fucking McDonald's combo for less than ten dollars, why wouldn't I buy a goddamn mm-hmm. game? I'm just talking to you, Joe Biden. Make my stuff cheaper. He's
0: trying. Uh, new question of the week. Um, do you have a favorite video game soundtrack? Like, one that you'll actually put on and listen to. Uh, your, your go-to, as it were. I think for me, I, I thought about this today because it's like, man, I sure do listen to the Paradise Killer soundtrack a lot. Wait, what, what is Paradise Killer, Michael? Par- Paradise oh, Killer. Oh, you know,
1: it's a it's a visual novel with some gameplay. It, game
0: it is not a visual novel with some gameplay. It is an <laughs> open world whodunit <laughs> uh, it's where you a visual can, novel. It's not <laughs> a visual novel. It's, it's, it's like, a full, it's like, Michael. It's, it's, it's like a fully three
1: D world. It's like Forgotten City, though. At the end of the day, you're just reading, you're talking to people. Well, to Well, yeah, play.
0: okay, that's that's most of it. But it's also the gameplay of, like, just running around and getting powers to explore more. And then you can, as you're running around on rooftops, you can find bits of evidence or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Fine, but the, the soundtrack is, like, this really cool synthwave soundtrack. And it's kind Ooh. of, like, a, as I get older, I'm becoming more and more, like... Not nostalgic, but, like, I enjoy the vibes of, like, 1980s sci-fi movie soundtracks. Just the yeah. sort of throbbing synths and, like, the, those old Fairless tones and, that, like, uh, we associate dangerous. with Gem and the Holograms. Randy Carlos. Mm. Yeah, Giorgio Moroder.
3: Uh, yeah, we are having that conversation off mic, because, like, in 2023, 80s soundtracks have never been better. Mm. We didn't even have the tech or terminology no. <laughs> to make as the the great 80s soundtracks that exist right now.
0: Yeah, and and like we we were talking also because it's just like yeah, music, popular music in the eighties did not sound anything like what people imagine the eighties sounded. It was all fucking yeah. butt rock. It was hair metal, and it was
3: awesome sugar. On me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: That's what was playing on the radio. The things that we think of as eighties music, like all these synth heavy tunes. Like that was mostly in movie soundtracks.
3: Yeah, yeah. But even like my, my favorite, my favorite eighties movie soundtrack that is from Alvin Silvestri, composer of Back to the Future and The Avengers, the Flight of the Navigator soundtrack is silly. That's why I like it. Listen to Robot Romp. it'll it'll change yeah. your world. But it wasn't taken seriously, and you and it wasn't ambient, and it wasn't like all these things that we associate with synthwave, which is way better now than it was in the eighties. Yeah, I think that's what we were getting at.
0: Uh, yeah, and and but Paradise Killer, like, go look it up on YouTube or your favorite streaming platform of choice. Like, there, like, it is a great soundtrack to just play while I'm working on something. Like, it's it's just kind of upbeat, yeah. really cool music. I I really enjoy listening to it. Um,
3: well, Mickle Cubicle, are you like me where you I cannot work anymore? Mm-hmm. To music with lyrics, oh, God, even no. if I know the song.
0: Yeah, no, it has to be no lyrics,
3: no lyrics.
0: Because uh, I'm writing words, and I can't he- be hearing words at the same time.
3: This is a dumb sub side question. of The week, like, what was the last album you actually bought on a digital service? Because I real like, do you not see a strata of when you stopped buying albums on your service and started streaming everything? I don't know. Like I, I don't I haven't bought an album on my phone in about ten years, hmm. so the stuff I have there is all from ten years ago. That I can I can download instantly and play without the internet. I can play the Final Fantasy XIII soundtrack, but my favorite is Dust Force because that's always on my phone. That is game music that is better than the game music it's referencing. Uh, ambient as hell and motivational. Thoughtful. It's very, very good for me to put in the background. Every time I put it on, people are like, "What is this? Uh, is this a? It's from a video game, like a yeah. new one, like the opposite, a, a one that's meant to sound like an old one, but is from a new one." But very, very good.
0: I think the last album I actually bought in any form might be Anamanaguchi's Endless Fantasy, which I th- <laughs> still think of as their new record. And I just looked up, it was like it. It's ten years old this year.
3: Jesus, well, th- that's <laughs> wow. what I'm talking about. Like, so when I go to my phone, you can like clearly see like, oh, that's when David Bowie died, <laughs> and mm. I bought everything he's ever made. Ah. Um, uh, and that's almost that is nine, eight years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, because I I have not bought a digital album in a very long time, and we were remarking about that on the Black Friday ads because Target, yeah, put a, is selling
0: just LPs, yeah, like. like CDs are obsolete because everybody's on digital music, so the only people buying physical music are buying these collector's
3: items. Michael had to point that out to me. I've been in more targets than you have probably in the last five years. They don't even carry CDs. They have a massive vinyl section, Mm -hmm. as does Walmart, as does Best Buy.
1: But,
0: yeah, it's like the the only surviving thing was this format people said was obsolete 30 years ago.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, so to tag along to Michael's answer, if you are into Synthwave stuff... um, hey, give me Rex. There is on threads.net, um, or I think it might be on Instagram as well, DreamKid83, at DreamKid83. I love what they yes. do. They basically the post itself is them describing a scene from like the eighties. It'll be like, it's 1986 and you just met your new crush. She's your next door neighbor. And you just know you're going to go on many dates with them. And then they will play a song that perfectly suits that moment. And you realize like, they're really good at this. Like it'll be like, yeah, it's, it's 1985 and you're running from this criminal in the the streets of a, you know, cyber city or whatever. And it's, they basically write songs to suit moments. It's you just
3: got out of your bunk bed with all red bars and white sheets, and you have three <laughs> posters of a Porsche on the wall for some reason, but you're clearly gay. I think I'm only thinking of Fred th- Freddy 2. <laughs> I'm only thinking of Nightmare 2.
1: But yeah, Dream Kid 83. But mine, so I have kind of two answers. The, the cheat answer is it's not one game soundtrack, but when I go to the gym, I really like to listen... While they're an overclocked remix, you could get some really good mashup Mm -hmm. songs, and so there were some like excellent mashups of like Metal Gear Solid music with Devil May Cry that I would listen to that just got you pumped up. yeah. Think like, think like military, like you know the Metal Gear theme, and then add like you know gothic uh, church music, and the it time sounds amazing. But
3: so have I. That's only one God. Of <laughs> <war>. <laughs> or or, or one cry. DMC. Yeah.
1: But uh, so that's my cheat Trunk. answer. But my real answer is background music for work. You almost can't beat. Um, and at one time, there was a website that would do this animal crossing music yeah um, and yeah. so there was a so website you know, i used to animal go crossing. to that like depending on the hour of the day it would play the song you could select which animal crossing game you wanted to hear it from it would play that hour's music if it was raining in your area it would play the mm-hmm. rain music and oh, it was that's... just like oh neat animal crossing background music works anywhere and it's just perfect to like kind of just throw on and chill you know it's just like okay yep i can just st- sit here and listen to this and it changes quite regularly. Nintendo has
3: been the only platform that has had shop music, and it's
1: which you just,
3: like, I'm not gonna buy anything, but I don't, I don't wanna leave just yet. So good.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, the shop music is excellent as well. That's a good point. Very good. Oh, I, I so, miss it. Switch doesn't have it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's a video of somebody coming up with lyrics for the shop music, but
3: uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. And Drake remixes for the old shop
0: yeah, music. It's right? Yeah,
1: it's true.
3: Yeah, Very good.
2: <laughs> so for me, um, there's... So many soundtracks that I have like on a random rotation, but I always go back to the Journey soundtrack. Actually,
3: really the the, the Grammy mm-hmm.
2: Award winning one. Yeah, like it's 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 like really nice mellow stuff you can have on in the background, like when you're working. You know, it's all mm-hmm. nice instrumental stuff. Um, and there was a, a time when, like, if I couldn't sleep, I'd put that soundtrack on. And it just relaxed me, and I'd just fall asleep to it. It's probably the game soundtrack I've listened to the most. I always end up oh. going back to it.
1: You mean that Journey. I thought you meant the arcade game starring Journey from like the early 80s. Like, oh, it's yeah, very good. Oh, it's very good. No, you, yeah, the you mean Austin, the relaxing Austin, Austin, PlayStation Austin game. Okay, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, my, yeah.
3: my favorite Journey recommend, by the way, as a giant game nerd, please do yourself a favor and go look up the Tron soundcheck. Journey song entitled theme for the 1990s. What they thought the music of 1990s would sound like. It is 1981 music with like <laughs> a couple of lasers fired in the background. <laughs> I, every time I turn all my arcade shit on, that's what I play. It is so silly. So they that thought might that be was one the of the reasons,
1: music. I gotta give him credit, Steve Perry. He's like, you know what? Is not getting better than this. I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm out. I'm bowing out. Well, and he has never gone back. He's just been like He can't. No, his no. throat doesn't work. Well, he had, but, but like, like throat cancer. <laughs> but he's he's very much of just like, no, but but he even before the cancer stuff, like he just didn't go back and it was like Journey was doing their thing without him. Like he knew, he's like, Yeah, this is where we
3: peaked. I'm instead. still making there. money, but I can't do physically do this anymore.
2: I guess you could say they went their separate ways. <gasps> uh, <gasps> I had to. It was right
3: there. There are no lyrics in Journey's theme from the 1990s, but I defy you to walk in arcade. If someone's not playing it, knock something over and leave. It's the best. (laughs) It's the best (laughs) theme from the 1990s. The most presumptuous song I song title I've ever heard. I have no idea what the future will be like, but it'll probably be me noodling on a guitar with arcade noises around Hmm. it. I think, yeah, ELO
0: had a Electric Light Orchestra had a similar concept album to that I think it was just called Time.
3: Has, I, I, I'm, you're not going to hear me talk shit about Jeff Lynne, not on this show. Yeah. But but <laughs>
0: had, had some great songs. But it, it's a similar thing of like this is an album made in the future where the the singer is uh, nostalgic for 1981 the, when the it was second- actually made.
3: The only other album other than the Last Dragon soundtrack I bought, imported from Iceland while in Iceland... ...was the Electric Dream soundtrack produced by Jeff Lynne with two songs on it. It is... Have I not sent you the soundtrack, Michael? It's hilarious. It has a song called The Duel, which is... uh, What's-her-name from Sideways playing the cello? And then a computer playing the cello, and they do dueling banjos. Because, like, in 1981... These are the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These yeah. sound exactly the same.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it doesn't work at all. Jeez. It's awesome. It's better awesome. if you play it back on a 480p uh, TV. <laughs> yeah, it would be, sound better coming out of a Commodore when it crashed.
1: <laughs> i got to preemptively uh, correct something, Chris, because I was like, Steve Perry didn't cut cancer. You're remembering someone else. Steve Perry never had throat cancer. He had skin cancer, dude. Like even worse. <laughs> it's so much harder to perform with
3: skin cancer.
0: So for, That's your whole body,
1: Matt. Don't write into us uh, with your angry take about Steve Perry. So uh, we, no. we caught you there.
3: No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve Perry. He, he, he has not had a good attitude about Journey performing without him because he cannot perform. We, and. It,
4: no, he says he,
3: he won't and he can't, but he doesn't want to lose money from Journey not going on tour. So go for it. And the guy, everyone they hire to like sing for Journey is like, it's a movie. Like, like one guy can't even speak English. He can just sing Journey songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite
0: uh, video game soundtrack? One that you will actually listen to, like for fun? Uh, let us know. Go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on your favorite social media platform, Twitter, Bisky, uh, threads. Is there another one or am I just drunk? Facebook?
1: We already said Facebook. So we're good. We're good. All right.
0: At, at VG apocalypse. That's where to ping us on those things. Uh, that has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Uh, Anthony, once again, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug?
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitch uh, and Twitter at Bruce Wayne Brady, and on Threads at Bruce Wayne Brady forty four because apparently someone had the name already. So,
3: motherfucker, you know they didn't earn it, no. and they were born in nineteen forty four. No, that- <laughs> that's probably why they added that. <laughs> My dad usurping your fucking Twitch handle. <laughs> so
0: he can write about uh, stream Atlas Persona 5. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes, like, I'm going to stream
3: Atlas Spider Man 2 all day. Take all of Bruce Wayne Brady's viewers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Give me a You can say, Here I come. <laughs> I would tune in to watch that. 75 year old He put Persona. a sign
3: on his office that said, Gone Personaing. It's. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Women love me. Phantom thieves fear me.
3: Uh, uh, Bruce Wayne Brady on everything. Make Boy. sure it's Anthony. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: and we got we got some good news that our guest chair for the upcoming spoiler cast for Spider Man Two yes. has also finished the game, and so we're going to record that. You'll never soon. guess who it
3: is, hmm. but if you do, you probably want to hear it. Right. <laughs> it's always the prize. one you most expect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking excited. He's the, he, it's my favorite person to talk about this kind of shit with. Not even going to say the name. You don't get it. Patreon.com uh, slash lasertime. Over a hundred, uh, over a thousand at this point, commentaries, extra episodes. New episodes on Vacation and Strange Brew for 80s In Depth for 302010. I love doing... It, it is strange that it's rare that all three of us finish a game, but, like, we kind of try and dabble in every game, mm-hmm. and we really have to like it to fit to all three finish yeah. it. Yeah. So. yeah. I was trying to it, show
1: you guys the other day, I got took a weird fall and got a strange bruise. I, I wanted to show you. Some are,
3: all of our listeners who are enjoying the entertainment of 1983 are enrapt, enraptured with Matt's reference here. Um
2: I, I'll just love it. no one can see he interrupted my monetized plug for that <laughs> for that
1: <laughs> it, and it's an in-joke you would get if you were a Patreon subscriber oh right
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. enough god uh, uh, well, like I don't mind wasting people's time at this point I'm having a good time that's the funniest thing I'm having a good time
0: Let's wind this down. Put a 10 on the circus. Uh, as always, <laughs> Michael, do we, are we going to talk Game of the Year at some point? We are going to talk Game of the Year at some point. Mm. Uh, <laughs>
1: we <laughs> when, might, when we might even
0: be. dedicate all of December's shows to various types of games oh, of the year. We've never done that. Uh, well, yes, we
1: have. <laughs> well, I know that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. Like, for anyone paying attention, like, when are we going to talk about the best years, of the games of the year? In December? When yeah, we do I don't that? know.
3: You could pull a laser time and do it in February. <laughs> <Like>,
1: um, <laughs> or the following February. year.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the following year. Y'all seen Fury Road? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Ah.
1: So topical. We're just yeah. like, you're waiting till that shit becomes retro and All then right. it fits with the theme of the yeah, show. Again, God. We
0: do have Game of the Year stuff coming up. We're going to do. Of course. We, we're still trying to decide is it going to be purely remasters or also remakes? Uh, are we going to d- talk about, uh, what was the other one? I'm already forgetting, uh, DLCs? DLC, DLC. Thank you. Uh, d- and, and then a two part game of the year show where we count down our top 10 games and I spend my Christmas break editing that shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's been our show. As always, you can visit us in the official laser time community on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, Bisky, and Threads at VG Apocalypse, and you can follow me also on all those places at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
3: I'm I'm trying to manufacture a secret sound, but I'm drunk and stupid.